uh, then I went to see Terminator Salvation. Dun, 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 dun. And then I ate at the Hooters right next door. Dun, 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 dun. Where is the slugs for episode 133? For episode 133, episode 133. Where is the slugs for episode 133? Slunks is not here, so we're just gonna go. Uh, no. This is episode 133 featuring the two only important people on the cast. Since Slunks isn't here and Pete's not here, Pete's like making dresses or something for proms. Uh, this is Al. Yeah, this is Al actually. And this is me. Yeah, this is not Al. I'm I'm Austin, your host. That's Al, your other host. And he has a lot of hair, and I don't, which is kind of sad because I'm getting old and bald, maybe. Oh, no. And Al, you say, Al is going, you're going in reverse because you were bald as a kid. Pretty much. I was manually bald. <laughs> that somehow sounds wrong. Yeah, it is. That's why I have a lot of hair now. Uh, what were you saying? I don't know. Uh, I was going to say, uh, strange, I don't really recall bald Japanese people, but now I'm starting to. Oh my god, it's the Slunks! Slunks is here! He but is he's not going to be able to cast But he's today. not going to be able to make the cast today, as he says in the chat window. Hey guys, sorry. Not going to be able to cast today. And then he put a picture of an Amazon in the chat window. And if you didn't listen to episode 132, listen to it. I, I think that's what he's doing. He's being worked through the entire weekend. Dare we ask him by what? By Rosie O'Donnell. Okay, let's ask him. By Rosie O'Sizor? <laughs> and again, if you didn't listen to the last episode, listen to the last episode. Let's see what he says. Ha! You bet. So he admits it. Alright, so everybody knows now his deep, dark secret. He's actually Oprah in disguise. Um, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> somebody has to sharpen the spikes on the costumes. Alright. <laughs> the, the nipple spikes? Oh, but we're veering off topic. We actually talk about video games. I'm sorry. Not not about uh, S&M suits. So, Al, what have you been playing? I have been I playing. Or you probably did, but I missed it. I didn't. Not this week. Um, I've been awake for 24 hours for two days this week. Um, <laughs> on <clears throat> Between Sunday and Monday, I... Takes place between uh, Sunday and Monday. Yeah, basically, I did a whole tw- season of 24 in real life. Actually, you should call it 27. <laughs> uh, I think I woke up at what? I woke up at nine o'clock in the morning on Sunday morning. Uh, I was gonna go to church, but I decided not to, and because um, I was tired, I did something at the church that day before. I'm not the blasphemer because I did do something at the church on Saturday. Why did you all of a sudden make yourself foreign? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, um, I'd, I'd watched a movie, and then I went to my grandmother's house, and, and I came back home, and I stayed up, and I went to work, and then I came home from work, 9 o'clock in the morning, boom, 24 hours up straight. Then I couldn't go to sleep. I was doing shit on Facebook or whatever, and uh, I wanted to go to sleep around noon. So that was a, a long uh, <laughs> Slunks cut himself. Uh, and then yesterday, <laughs> I was up for 24 hours. Uh, I woke up at 9 o'clock the night of the 24th. 24th. Did I say the 24th? I meant 
Thursday. <laughs> That's a good number. Yeah. Um, I woke up 9 o'clock Thursday night, went to work. Well, I cooked myself some food. Then I went to work. And then I did a whole bunch of stuff at home, including playing some guitar. And uh, then I went to see Terminator Salvation. Dun, 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 dun. And then I ate at the Hooters right next door. Dun, 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 dun. And then I went home and did some other stuff. Dun, 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 dun. Thanks for pausing there. <laughs> I was like, no. <laughs> and then I went to sleep shortly after 9 o'clock, uh, which is a 24-hour turnaround. So other than how I've been spending my time during the week, uh, I've been playing a lot of Xenogears because I'm trying to finish it. Oh, I'm currently at the last boss fight. Oh. Uh, my battery had died on my pisp. And so I'm in the middle of a losing battle, which, uh-huh. you know, I feel like just resetting it, but I'm just going to see if I get lucky and win it because I chose the wrong people to go into the fights. Uh, uh, choose wronger, you. Yeah, it's kind of like a, um, uh, like Final Fantasy VI where everybody participates in the last fight, but mm-hmm. there's a strategy involved, which is really crazy. And I, I don't know about... Um, how that affects the fight because essentially it, I don't know if this is a spoiler t- telling about the situation, like the layout of, I mean, basically I can speak, speak about it in very ambiguous terms. If you haven't it's played, basically Xenogers like I'm talking about, now, a fight. if you haven't played Xenogears by now and I haven't, but I don't really care, then you might want to fast forward about 7.6 seconds when Al will finish talking about it. Not yeah. Something like that. So essentially the last boss fight is a, uh, a unit, with four orbs around it and you have the ability to either attack the unit in the middle directly oh hi it's 7.6 seconds later but we're still talking about it you might want to fast forward some more go ahead oh no no trust me you won't even get it now oh or or attack the four orbs around it to weaken it before you get into the middle so i'm assuming that maybe if you were the type of person that was to grind to level 99 you could theoretically just go in the middle and, and beat the boss with all the fortifications on the outside. Mm. But if you're like me and you just go through the game regularly, um, you probably would need to blow up, blow up or, or fight everything. Load that shit up, son. So that's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm not going straight for the boss because I know I'm going to lose. Let's see. I have a, 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 an Insta mailbag here. From dun, 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 dun. My fiance Evelyn. Uh, she says, can you ask the proper Austin mail channels, if, did she? What? She didn't send it to the proper mail channels, did she? No, she sent it to the proper mail channel, though. Oh, snap, oh. Okay, what? All right, so she says, can you ask Austin if he knows how to make chicken tender like the kind you get in your Chinese food rice? I know he's not Chinese, but he is Asian. Or to be more general, can you ask if he has any Asian recipes oh, he can make fantastic. with the chicken breast we have at home? Uh, I want to make the noodles I saw on Cook Yourself Thin, which are like Thai noodles, rice noodles. Uh, but I need some sort of meat on the side. I, I'm the, I, I can't cook for shit, much less Asian shit, but... Would I like Austin? Wait, wait, wait. No, 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 no. Wait. Here we go. R. You know what you guys do? Just get a fucking Ziploc bag, uh, get a lemon, and squeeze the shit out of that lemon, and get the juice, and then pour the juice into the Ziploc bag, and throw the chicken in the Ziploc bag, and you got lemon chicken. 
Just let, it, <laughs> let it sit. I'm serious. That's what I do. I know. <laughs> I'm, just one, I'm just laughing at how simple that is. Yeah. How simple? Simple. Um, so I'm going to say Austin says he doesn't know. Because I'm Mexican. Buy a lemon wedge and uh, on. And uh, on. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say and some Ziploc bags. We don't need it. Do you guys, guys, you guys have, uh, do you guys have Old Bay seasoning? Uh, I don't think we have any more, but I have Lowry season salt. I don't know if that. Whatever seasoning you have, just rub that shit all over the chicken. Mm-hmm. Oh, and smooth and sensual, like scissoring Rosie O'Donnell. What? Um, <laughs> yeah. Now does now does this need to be set for like a night, or can this, we this, set it? Well, what I usually do is I I take the thing and I rub the seasoning all over it, and what I have is Old Bay. And, mm-hmm. oh, no, they're not talking about video games. We're talking about cooking, mama, bitch, okay? Yeah, um, that's right. Rubbing the, the seasoning, and then, like, I got, like, fresh ground pepper or, or like, the, the <laughs> pepper. When I say the big pepper, I mean, like, not the shit that you see in the salt shaker, but the shit you see in, like, the big the big carton. That's, like, the, the, the corns are bigger. The grains are bigger. Oh, oh, um, like, whole grain, whole pepper or whatever. And, and I douse. Well, no, not whole pepper, but it's just, like, the way that they're ground up. The actual uh-huh. like little bits end up being like maybe three times the size of a regular thing that you'd see out of a McDonald's salt shaker, pepper shaker. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, and then like me personally, I like pepper, so I douse the shit with that, and then um, and then I dump that into the lemon juice in, in the Ziploc bag and like let it sit for. I usually let it sit for at least an hour. Um, okay. it, it it's always been better if it's been sitting overnight. Um. You know, because, like, I cook, I do two at a time, and then mm-hmm. I'll eat one that day, and then I'll eat one the next day, and the one the next day is almost always better. Oh, of course. Um, the marination is just so marinantastic. Um, but the other thing is that, like, I think the second time I basically, I took garlic and I chopped that up and I threw it in there, so that helps too. Uh, you would, well, the way I did it, I always just stuck it in the broiler for 15 minutes. Like, I didn't pan fry it or or, like, the broiler for 15 minutes, as in the bottom of the oven? Yeah, or 10 minutes. As in well, I have, I have a little toaster thingy, so it's not like a big-ass oven that, like, you know, that would burn the chicken to a crisp. Oh, okay, okay. So, you, yeah, I have a, a toaster oven, too, like that. So I thought you were talking about the bottom of the thing on broil, like, in five seconds, that thing would be cooked. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's, it, yeah, toaster oven. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's how she usually makes it. And I don't, I don't panini grill it because that shit, like, the George Foreman or Foreman wannabe girls take away the juice, so it kind of yeah. defeats the purpose. And my volume is getting really low. Uh-oh. Oh! So does that answer your mailbag question, Cooking Marmar? Yeah, um, I, I sent her the Cooking Mama official reply. Um, now, the only other game I played this week... Actually, technically, no. I, I, I'll talk about it for like half a second because that's about as long as I played it. Uh, I played okay. the Patapon 2 demo. Hmm? Yeah, well, you said half second, and that was a half second. That was really good. Oh, that was yeah. really good. See? Um, yeah, I played like one stage, and it's exactly like Patapon 1. But I haven't seen anything that makes Patapon 2 unique because I haven't actually played the demo long enough. Um, and then I played Virtual On, like two online battles. One battle was actually close, and the other battle I just got completely owned. Oh, <laughs> so good. So, um, yeah, I have to fight eight more battles, and then I'll get my achievement, and I won't have to play online ever again against people I don't know. <laughs> achievement whore? Yeah, yeah. It's the only game I can actually get 100% achievements in. Why? 
because the achievements are so easy. Oh, they made it like really ass easy achievements. Well, yeah, it was like, uh, like Avatar: The Last Airbender. Not that easy. Not like you get them all at the same time. Easy. But um, it was like you know you get an achievement for getting a perfect. You get an achievement for uh, winning your first battle or something like that. You get an achievement for beating the mid boss, the end boss. You get an achievement for unlocking Ajim, who is a secret character. Not unlocking, but fighting against him. You don't even have to beat him. And then the bad thing about that is that they tell you how to get Ajum in the achievement. So it's not like a mystery. It's basically, you know, this is how you get Ajum now. Um, Go do it. Unlock this achievement by doing what we tell you in the achievement notes. <laughs> uh, and then you get an achievement for playing one rank battle and then playing ten rank battles. And that's pretty much it. Oh. So uh, it's not like, you know, beat four characters in a row with a perfect which would probably be impossible but it's probably possible for really pro players um i don't think i mentioned but i oh no i did i did mention it last week that i got to world six on braid and i'm the potion that don't run out right and then i played um some dawn of war 2 that that was not this week uh, this week I actually didn't really play anything. That's that's how fucked up my week was. Uh, I mean, other than Smash Brothers at work and Xenogears at work, and um, I tried to play Team Fortress Two yesterday, but I didn't have any time. Oh, because oh. you know the Sniper Spy update. I'd like to see what it's about, even though people are bitching about it. Yeah, I'd like to actually start playing that for once. Yeah. Um, I'd even left for dead. Just this. I'm behind. Yeah, and I, I I listened to Pete's trial bite and talking about he got left for dead, and his ass needs to go on Steam for long enough to actually like play the game with people that he knows who has a fucking game like me. <laughs> okay. So he can stop talking about the uh the limitations of the game because he's playing on single player. Uh, I want well, him to know how incredible. He's played on multiplayer on like Charlie's computer or something. So I mean, he knows. I think he's. I didn't. I didn't listen to the entire thing, but I'm sure he's talking about like, okay, as a single player game, here it's limitations, but you know. Oh no, yeah, that's that is what he's saying. That's what he's saying. Okay. Okay. I just want him to to say because he he always puts in you know I haven't played multiplayer. I don't like playing with people I don't know, and I don't know if I'll ever get to it. And I'm like, well, you can. You know, people who have the game like me. <laughs> Oh, okay. Bye. Uh, so what have you been playing? Uh, well, I don't. I'm not sure how much I talked about in my trilobite because when I recorded my trilobite, I had just had five shots, uh, <laughs> and it's probably really embarrassing. I haven't listened to it yet. Um, actually, wait. Okay, I had. Uh, I was playing alcohol. So let's see. I had. Um, oh God, what was it? I had two Yinglings. Okay. And then, a light, and then a Heineken. And then we're all miserable, so I'm like, let's get shots. And all my coworkers are like, if you're buying, and I thought about it, I'm like, okay. And so <laughs> first we got around a Patron, the four of us, Uh-oh. down that, and then about you know ten, what's going on? 10 minutes later, our other coworker, and I knew this would happen because it's just like, once you get one shot, everyone's going to start going, oh, buy some more. Uh, second guy. Oh, what, got, people don't offer to buy shots? Huh? No rounds? 
It's just, hey, this guy's buying shots. Let's get some more. No, 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 no. I got, I got, I got the first round of shots, and once everyone took it, oh. they were all, they were all like. Let's more. do some more. Yeah. I got this it's shot. Oh, I got this shot. Yeah, the second person got around to Scotch as we down that. And then about 10 minutes later, um, my other coworker, she got us around to SoCo. And then mm. another coworker got us around of Goldschlager or whatever has like flakes in it that tastes like cinnamon. Yeah. And Schlager. then I was just like, that's not enough. So I got one last one of Cuervo. And I think by the time it was all over, oh, like 45 minutes had passed. And uh, a lot of urine had also passed. Our <laughs> we were we were nicely uh, nice. Then I went back and recorded the trilobite, and I still to this day can't remember exactly what I said. I know what I talked about, but I don't know what I sounded like, and I'm actually kind of scared to listen to Wait, it. Wait, did you upload it? I didn't upload it yet. Oh, because I was like, I haven't heard this yet. I was scared to listen to it. <laughs> I need to make sure that I didn't, like, on the side, say anything, like, really, really embarrassing or stupid about people uh, know, or myself. Um, I'm sure I didn't because I pretty much just talked about Dokuban and 21-year-old kids are the only ones that should be drinking, not 19-year-old kids. Uh, but yeah, uh, Dokuban, I've already talked enough about that. I did get punch out in the Amazon mail, um, scissor mail, and uh, I don't want to like be one to just be like, yeah, it's awesome, go get it, but yeah, it's awesome, go get it. Uh, it I, see, I see comments that are like, oh, why bother if it just plays like the NES version? And like, my feeling is, do you remember the NES version? Do you remember how fun it was? Um, and they do a lot of things in terms of, um, well, here's the first thing, is that this type of game in general, like if you play the NES version and you know what it's about, you know that it's, it's, it, it's potentially a lot of fun for just like the general Wii audience. All right? mm-hmm. It's not real boxing. It's goofy characters throwing punches at you, and you have to know when to dodge and then hit back. You yeah. know, so it's 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 just simple fun like that. And then on the other side of the thing, it plays with you. It's like, all right, well, hey, remember when Great Tiger did this? Yeah, he's about to do it again. Oh, but wait, we changed up the way he did it, so you're fucked. And then you have to kind of <laughs> everything. In fact, you have to relearn. You really do have to relearn everything from scratch. Like. People think they can just people who think they can just kind of go in and be like, oh, I know how Von Kaiser fights. Um, he has the exact same pattern. I'm going to be fine. Even then, like the way he animates is slightly different, and he will catch you off guard with the way he times his punches and everything. So, like, I feel like in Punch Out, um, the the tells are almost all uniform, except when you get up. Well, Soda Popinski and uh, Soda Popinski, Second Don Flamenco, and Mr. Sandman's tells are all quicker. So mm. those you have to kind of adjust, but by and large, they're mostly the same. Like when Glass Joe steps back with a jab and then comes back with a jab, and I'm pantomiming as if you can actually see my hands. But when, when Glass Joe steps back and, hit, and throws a jab at you, or when Von Kaiser shakes his head and throws his jab at you, or when Piston Honda who is named Hondo in the new version because I, when he winks his eyebrows at you or when Ball Bull shuffles his fist and then jabs, like the timing, the, the, the amount of time between when he starts doing that funny action and when the boxer actually throws the punch is very similar in all cases. So, okay. so you kind of build up a rhythm throughout the game um, just by like, you know, just by knowing like, all right, well, this is how he punches. In the Wii version though, like... They're all over the place, like really all over the place. Like some, like some take 
a split second longer to punch. Not even faster, but longer. But you're so kind of in tune to the way that the, that the NES version works that you dodge. And by the time you're done dodging, you get smacked in the face. So you have to kind of learn all that over again. And that's kind of, that's, that's like the big fun of it is, you know, okay, how do I figure this out? Because a lot of people call Punch-Out a puzzle game. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't dispute that. I don't know that I'd necessarily say puzzle in the strictest sense, but I definitely understand where they're coming from. And this is definitely a puzzle game, especially when you get to, um, there's exhibition mode where you can kind of, um, it's not really like achievements, but they are. Because they, they don't award you with points, obviously, like achievements do. But they are, um, they are like goals that you want to check off. And each boxer has three goals. And one, mm-hmm. of them, one of them is let Glass Joe win by decision, even after you've knocked him down three times. And so I'm pretty huh? sure... How is that possible? I did it. It's possible. It's also just very, very boring. Because you guys have to let him hit you a lot. Oh, do you want me to say it? Well, no. I'd like to try it. Okay. Then, like, but yeah, once you tr- like, what? Wh- whoever's out there wants to try it. Once you figure out how to do it, you'd be like, "Wow, that was the most boring period of my life playing punch." <laughs> but, <laughs> and then there's other shit like um, uh, beat King Hippo without throwing a single jab, meaning that you can't hit him in the face. Um, and that was an interesting one to figure out. And but mm. they like some of them. They make it really like I don't want to say intuitive, but if you just kind of look. And think about, huh, let me try this. Um, it's not always about like uh, uh, timing something right, but uh, as much as it's about looking at what the characters are doing and seeing like how their bodies react and being like, all right, well, let me try this type of punch. And that, was, that only would be possible with the way that they made the graphics so, so emotive. And I'm sure everyone's seen the trailers and everything, but when you see all the fighters in action... And just their mannerisms, like everything is just so kind of fluid and and um, discernible, and it's just it's just a great time. It, it's a lot of fun just watching the game. Mm-hmm. Like if 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 all I could do was sit there and watch gameplay footage, and I could never get my hands on the game, obviously I wouldn't be as satisfied. But I'd be like, you know what, this is a lot of fun just watching them do this, um, watching their mannerisms and everything. Um, and all the reviews have been talking about this like title defense mode where after you beat the game, it sends you right back to them, and then everyone comes back with like new powers and new patterns. And i got to tell you, when Ryan Scott in his GameSpy review said that he... Or was it Ryan Scott, or was it... Um, it might have been the 1UP review. Uh, but whatever, there was this one review that said they got, they got duffed by Glass Joe twice. Yeah! How to beat him. I remember that. The only reason why I didn't get beaten twice is because I hit pause and restart. <laughs> You're like, like he, hell no, not yeah, Glass Joe. Yeah, like, no, the instant he knocked me down, I was like, fuck you, no, I'm restarting. That's what I mean. And I did that, like, not even just, not, not even KO knocked out, just knocked down. I restarted. <laughs> and I must have restarted about six times before I figured out how to do it. And because they, they, Was it, like, disbelief? It wasn't disbelief because I was ready for it, but it was more like, it was just more like, um, I don't know what it was. It's like, it was, it was the, my drive to want to get it perfect. Okay. And I know I know how that feels. So it wasn't more. It wasn't so much. I can't believe he did that. As much as it was, okay, this is what he does. I got to get ready for this again. And there's no way in hell I'm gonna have this on my record. <laughs> even though <laughs> oh, you have a record in the game, people, now? They, don't, they don't count knockdowns. They only count. count no, I meant but yeah, like you have a lose fight and then yeah. you. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean it's it's a lot of fun. And if if you're kind of out there thinking, well, I don't know if I want to get it because uh, it's just punch out. 
and it's the same as before, and once I beat them all, it'll be it. Well, number one, it's not, it's just Punch-Out. It's, dude, it's Punch-Out. <laughs> Two, like, it does last a long time. Well, let me rephrase. It lasts a considerable amount of time considering what you're getting out of other Wii games and considering the price point if you want to look at the price point, because I got it on Amazon for 40 bucks. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to buy it, get it off of Amazon and save yourself the $10. Um, and also, it's just, it's one of those unifying games that should satisfy hardcore gamers as well as, you know, casual gamers. So, I mean, it's, it's a good time. It's good to show off to your friends. And the motion controls aren't that bad. It's not a way to play it if you want to play it at the highest level. But they they are kind of like they are kind of cathartic in a way where you know I was, when I when I first stuck in the disc that's how I played it mm-hmm. like I, I put on motion controls and I was standing there and I started sweating because I was I was like really punching not just going like shake 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 yeah like I was that's punching. how you should play you know be in it have some fun so but like yeah you you want to do it a little bit every so often but you don't want to do it as your primary means of saying, all right, I want to get the best time, or all right, I need to beat Mr. Salmon, who is freaking hard. There, after, okay, it goes Glass Joe, Disco Kid. Uh, He's second? I believe so. Threw him out oh, there? No, no, like... I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Glass Joe, Von Kaiser, Disco Kid, and then King Hippo. All right? Damn, King Hippo in the beginning. And then, um, and then Piston Hondo, and then... <laughs> think Great Tiger comes after him, I can't remember, but the instant Great Tiger comes at you, the game becomes really hard. Wow. I became really hard, or it was the fact that I was playing it at 4.35 a.m., and I was ass-tired. But, like, it, it, like because it's because you, you, most of it's because you're so used to the way he plays in the NES version that oh, you, okay. you get used to his timing, and his timing is way different here, and he's much sneakier, and just, I don't know, it, it's, it's a lot of fun. Go buy it. People out there, go buy it. And if you can't buy it, Netflix it. Wow. Awesome. Buy it. I have a question. I may have an answer. Do they have the... In this game? Yes, but it actually sounds like uh, whatever of the Valkyries. or Rise Wow, of. that's hot. Because that's like, another must-buy reason. <laughs> no, the, th- the, the way that they handle the music in this game is really great. Um... I'm sure you've heard, like, from the trailers, like, the, the trumpet music for the, for the main theme. Yeah. Like, it's all energetic, and it's all, it, it all sounds like Rocky. It's awesome. And then the yeah. nature circuit, they change it to, like, electric guitar, and the third cir- uh, the world circuit, they change Oh, it. so they redo the song. Yeah. Even heavier shredding. And then, when you go into exhibition mode, um, you, when, when you fight the characters in exhibition mode, the theme is remixed to fit that character. So, when oh. you're fighting Glass Joe in exhibition mode... The theme is remixed to sound kind of like it's like French jazz playing at a bistro. Bass <laughs> and a guitar going. It's it, it, they do a really good job with it, and then um, they do it with that. They do it with like the U1 music. Actually, you know the music that plays when you get a game over screen in the NES version. Mm-hmm. Um, that's actually your U1 the match music in this version. Mm-hmm. And, in exhibition or in career mode, like they remix that music according to who you're fighting to. So, like, it, it's just it's kind of one of those subtle things that you're into the game and you're playing it and you don't realize it until you sit and think about it. Um, but it blends in so perfectly that you don't even notice that it's like, wait, this is not the original like eight bit chiptune theme. Like they changed it up a little bit. Um, 
So yeah, it's it, it's a lot of fun, and I actually want to put that shit on my MP3 player. <laughs> um, but the, the the only thing that sucks, and I say sucks because not because I don't want to do the work, but just because I I like the music so much that I want to hear it. You can only unlock it when you complete that fighter's three achievements. So like, for the longest time, I was trying to figure out how to do this one thing to Glass Joe. I can't I can't remember what his other achievements are, and I, I left it alone because I couldn't figure it out. And I'm like, well, damn, I really want to hear that music. But I couldn't because I couldn't figure out the achievement. So, um, uh, but like maybe maybe there's a cheat code or something. I don't know. Like I would I would rather not use a cheat code. But like some of these achievements are really hard to figure out. So, uh, and then I played a little bit of Subspace Emissary on Smash Brothers, and I gotta say, I hate I absolutely hate the tripping mechanic. Oh, <laughs> hallway. Oops. Oh no. Now I fell down a hole. Even though I'm pit and I have wings. Anyway. Yeah, I'm guessing that the tripping is not that great in subspace, but it does provide a lot of humor in multiplayer and in, in regular Smash fights. Well, I would rather you trip if someone like threw a banana peel there because I, I don't. What I don't like about it, and I, I have played it with multiplayer. What I don't like about it is that it it introduces a a random aspect to the game that you cannot avoid with your skills. Like, yeah, they'll throw bombs into the field, or they'll throw a box your way, or, like, they'll have all these random items, but you can work to avoid them or strategize around them. With tripping, it's literally just like, all right, I'm going to roll. Oops, I fell on my face. Yeah. It's kind of like... I don't know. I, I like it, but um, I can understand why you don't like it. It's like in Street Fighter, if I tried to throw a fireball, and then, like, Ryu's arms go out, and then he looks and goes, oops. And nothing comes out. <laughs> That's fucked up because that type of game is really not. Uh, it, there's no room for that in that kind of game. That's true, but like, I mean, I see the way that you guys fight in Smash Brothers, and you guys are like, well, at least you. I don't because I've never seen your friends, but like from what I hear, like you guys are like really hardcore into it, and and do more than just the oh, it's Smash Brothers. Like you guys actually have like hard techniques, you know. Yeah. Whenever you get to that level of play. Even if it's something like Smash Brothers, you kind of don't want to be randomly tripped because then it's just like, well, I had all these strategies lined out, and like we're good, and we actually know how to play. We don't just do Link's, you know, swirling thingy over and over again like Austin does because that's what I do. <laughs> and like, oh no, I tripped. You do that sometimes, though. Oh hell yeah, I have, especially I love- if it works. Somebody gets pissed off about it. Shit, if it works, it works. I'm gonna do it. Um, mm-hmm. Exactly. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, like it, you're right. It does introduce a humorous element, but like, I just, me personally, I just can't imagine enjoying that when I'm like in the midst of like seri- like playing it, for, you know, seriously. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like you know, like let's say someone set up a Mario Kart competition, but forgot to turn off the rubber band AI. Uh, yeah. And when I say competition, I mean competition, not like like a tournament. I'm like, hey, let's get some drinks and let's play Mario Kart with the Wii Wheel. You know, I'm like <laughs> competition. You know, that's, that's called drunk driving. <laughs> <laughs> yearbook quote that got censored from my friend uh, don't drink and drive you might spill your beer nice he was so angry that they censored that I'm like do you really think they're going to let that go but yeah uh, so Slunks what have you been playing oh scissoring <laughs> alright let's go on to the mailbag We're on to the 
mailbag and I'm stretching because I'm tired. Uh, we have, uh, let's see, let me check the bag to see any stragglers. But as as always, we have our faithful uh, Supersonic with his question, as always. So let's see, let me scroll to the bag. Erp. Excuse you, Al. God. Erp. Why it erp? Why it erp? <laughs> Why erp? Okay. My name's Water. That sounds like Ross Perot. Um, oh, no. Okay. Can I be president? His question is, is it fine for a game that's making strides to be realistic? To have something as absurd as a jump function? That's you answer this one first. Huh? Listen, you answer this one first. <clears throat> well, I think where you, you put functions where they make sense. And if a game that's realistic is in a setting that does not really emphasize jumping, and I'm not trying to say that Gears of War is in any way realistic because, you know, who, who, comes, out of, who comes out of the ground looking like a zombie and then shoots you. Right. But they wanted to make the mechanics kind of, you know, more authentic, let's say, to the wartime experience. And so there's no jump button so that people aren't hopping around like a rabbit like in Halo or Quake. Yeah, or or and, any game that has a jump button as multiplayer. Right, and and that kind of works, you know. That it, it kind of you. The funniest thing is that I really didn't notice it until there was an interview interview with Cliffy B, and he said, "Yeah, blah 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 blah." You know, we wanted to have this intense, gritty experience, and we didn't, you know, so we didn't want to have people jumping around, and so there's no jump button. And I, then I thought about it, and I'm like, you know what? He's absolutely right. I completely didn't realize that you couldn't jump in this game, <laughs> and I'm okay with it because it works. Um, and, but if you're, okay, so here's the thing, though. I mean, again, it depends on the situation. If there's a realistic game in which, like, um, jumping is actually a function that, you know, that, that is, okay, so let's take, let's take Shadow of the Colossus, which, again, is not a realistic game thematically, but the way that they wanted Wander to move is kind of realistic, kind of. Like, everything's momentum-based, and he can't jump super long distances, and you know he, you know what I mean. Like he's he's mm-hmm. his movements are, sem- are are somewhat grounded in reality. He can't super jump. There's still a jump button because you want to have the flexibility to say, okay, I'm going to come to this ledge, and I can do one of two things. I can either get on my knees and get off this ledge and 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 and, and slowly you know put my hands on the corner of the ledge and like move downwards to what's below me, or I can jump across it. I want to make that choice, so I'm either going to hit the jump button, or I'm going to, or I'm going to hit the crouch button, because one thing does one thing, and the other thing does the other thing. Um, so, uh, you know what I mean? Like, as long as you don't make it outlandish, like, oh, I'm Mario in this like uh, six days of six days in Fallujah. I'm going to jump, which has been canceled, of course. I'm going to jump like seven feet high when I press this button. No, but if you like. I don't know, if, if there's a reason for the jump to be in there, even if it's a realistic game, I say, you know, yeah, leave it in there, because every situation is different. Because, like, if you're a ninja, you need to jump. True. Well, long pause! You on this. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure you were finished. Uh, my point of view on this is that uh, thinking about how much jumping is done in real life... Um, all the time! A jumping function is probably not necessary, but for maybe context sensitivity, jumping may be a better solution. 
or should I say, the problem of the jump button could be solved by the contact sensitivity. Like how in Gears of War, the only real jumping, quote-unquote, is done by, you know, jumping across cover. Right. Um, but if you're going to talk about something that's like, you know, an FPS and whatnot, um, and you're striving to be realistic, I would have to guess that a jump function is, is not really needed because we don't just arbitrarily jump for no reason unless we're playing basketball and then we have a reason to jump. And but, this type of thing makes me think of something like World of Warcraft. Jump. Sorry. In World of Warcraft, jumping is almost... C-Mac. Shut up. <laughs> jumping is like a... Uh, almost a cosmetic function, although there are things that you can jump onto and places you can get to by jumping. But, I mean, people in Warcraft, they just run around and jump just because they can. It's like <laughs> dogs barking to hear their own voice. Yeah. And I think that that's silly. So, slash I'm guessing... Yeah, well, slash dancing is also silly, but that slash has its jump. own conversation. Slash what? Jump. Um, yeah, well, flash jump is not exactly it, but anyway, um, I guess it's fine. I mean, it's a goddamn video game. <laughs> I actually, I actually thought about it again. It's like, um, I don't know. Here, here's what I kind of, um, how to put this context sensitivity in most games so far has kind of been handled with. A, 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 an icon appears on the screen and you follow what that icon tells you to do, right? So you reach a ledge and then the icon says, A button, jump! And then you press it and you jump. And then you get up to a wall and it says, A button, uh, put your back against the wall. And you do it, and you know what I mean? And mm -hmm. that I've kind of... And I guess maybe this is just because of my nature as someone who likes uh, full control and like challenge and whatever... It, which is not to say that people who do, who like contact, contact sensitivity don't like challenge, but I, like let me actually I should explain because it's hard to just put into one sentence. When you map everything to a single button that depends on um, the situation that you're in, mm -hmm. it takes away a lot of the cognitive skill necessary to perform those actions. In a game like Zelda, where the focus is on the combat and the puzzle solving. Um, it kind of fits. In a game like Prince of Persia, and I'm talking old school Prince of Persia now. As in, like, before Santa Time? Yeah. In a okay. game, because, because the, that game was more realistic in the way that the prince moved. It, that, that, like, mm -hmm. that was all based on realism, whereas the Santa Time, of course, you know, he, he has time reminded potion that does run out. Um, like, if you kind of just had everything to the space bar, you're fighting, or you're like, grabbing or, or, or... Actually, how many buttons are there in that game? I don't know. The point is, let, let's, take, let's take the model of Prince of Persia, because I know that separated a lot... Of, that separated the fighting and the platforming a lot. So that's not a good example, but let's take the, the model of his movement, okay? And the way his movement's based on reality, okay? And mm -hmm. then we say, alright, well, because he has a jump button and a button to do something else, to crouch under things or, or whatnot... Like part of your job as a player is to know when to time that button press, um, as opposed to Zelda, where if you kind of just press forward on a platform, Link will jump. 
Right. So it's like realistic or not realistic. I like having that full control over all of my character's functions if the game calls for it. So again, that's why I said something like Prince of Persia as opposed to Zelda because Zelda doesn't really call for it. It's not about the platforming. You know? Gotcha. So if you, had, uh, if you had something like Uncharted try to be more realistic, I would still want a jump button there because he does have to make jumps and he does have to you know, do these certain things that require skill. So I like it there, but I get the point of if it doesn't serve a purpose, don't put it in there, which is, which is why I would say you don't need to put a jump in Gears of War because that's not what it's about. Right. And um, you don't need to put a jump in Bionic Commando because she's got a Bionic arm. <laughs> Uh, you know what I but ninjas think? need to jump. Go ahead. Ninjas definitely need to jump. Um, I think that for a game that strives to be realistic, strives with mm-hmm. the, um, really they just, should <laughs> they should find should, a way. The word properly. I'm sorry. Go ahead. They should find a way to make people walk in a way that it's not too boring to do so because I'm tired of characters just running and then endlessly and they don't get tired you know like for example Zelda uh, you know Link runs across Hyrule Field straight across doesn't get tired <laughs> you have the ability to walk I do believe if, if you hold like Z or something but it, it would just take way too long so slow and, um, you know, in World of Warcraft, your character runs by default, and then there's a button to toggle to walk. And walking is fine, but if you were to try and get somewhere, it would take you probably triple the amount of time, because slowing, walking is just that slow. Uh, they need to come up with some kind of mechanic. Either, but I, they're probably not, because of the fact that one mechanic or one way to solve that problem would be to just shrink the world and... Of course, people don't want the world to shrink, especially since people are coming out with these larger and more expansive worlds. But no, um, on. something should be created to help that. You should be able to just walk wherever you go, and then if you need to get somewhere fast, use a fucking vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm Grand Theft Auto. I, isn't, the, isn't the walking speed in GTA reasonable? I've, I've, I've never really played um, it extensively, but like I've seen a little bit of it of GTA 4, and I've, you know, I've certainly played... My share of San Andreas, which, you know... Yeah, I only played um, 3 and, like, a little bit of San Andreas, but 3, you kind of jog, and then you run, like, you sprint. So, technically, you don't walk, but everybody else in the street walks. Okay. But you, you kind of jog. You know why? Not enough people come from New York. Yeah, see where I want to say our walking is different than everyone else's walking because we're assholes and we're impatient, and, and we always <laughs> have something to do and somewhere to go. So like the strides that you take are longer. Mm-hmm. And they, could that, they, they, they could just animate it so that the strides are longer and the ground covered by each stride is longer than just like tip tap tip tap tip tap. Yeah, like I'm walking on a Sunday morning and I have not a care in the world. Hey, the Ninja Turtles in the arcade game—they walked. Yeah, and they they walked really fast. They made uh, all, it to their I mean, destinations very quickly. All the Konami beat 'em up games, they walk. True. They didn't have run buttons either. They walked in Golden Axe, well, but they also did have a run a run function in Golden Axe too. Oh yeah, the, the double tap. Uh, let's see what else. Games in which characters walk. This is good. Mario walks. Characters walk. Mario walks. Walk is slow. He walks in what? Uh, any game. Any game. Yeah, yeah, that's true. 
But yeah, most of the time people want to like get through the level, so they just like hold the B button and yeah. just sprinting throughout the entire level. He doesn't get tired. But um, that's Mario. He can he's entitled to do whatever the hell he wants. Here's here's a good one. Um, Mega Man walks. No, Mega Man runs. He runs. Yeah. Oh, because his his strides. He looks like he's running. Um, what's it called? Okay, Call of the the Call of Duty games have actually kind of done it in a way where the speed that the speed at which you move is standard. There is no walk. There is no run. It's just you're moving, and so it's kind of like this this balance between slowly walking like in any other FPS and like running like a madman like in any other FPS. Um, and I think Greg Kasavin pointed this out with Call of Duty 2, uh, the first Call of Duty, that you only have one speed. And then, of course, you can slow down if you crawl or go prone, but, like, your normal speed is, like, a kind of like the perfect happy medium. Mm-hmm. The hustle. What I, what I wish to see is the camera pull back and see how the character's animating as he's not walking or not running. Just kind of see what it looks like. Um, but, yeah, yeah. You find out that he's actually in a wheelchair. <laughs> the guys in Contra run all the time. That's true, and they hold mm-hmm. machines without yep. without the without aid, without any aid. Uh, no no uh, neck straps or anything. Two D RPG characters walk. Three D RPG characters walk and run, and their walk is too slow. Yes. Two um, D RPG characters. Some of them they do run, but. Uh, that's usually yeah, enhanced can, by an item, yeah. like like the sprint shoes in Final Fantasy VI. Yeah. Uh, oh, and then the, they remade Final Fantasy IV and added a run foot. Right, right. Um, Kratos. No, I was gonna say Kratos. But Kratos definitely runs. Yeah, he runs everywhere. Kratos would not be Kratos if he did not run everywhere. True. And I think be, it fits him because he, like, clotheslines the shit out of everybody. He would not be living single. Da, 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 da. I forgot the word. <laughs> you uh, walk in uh, Resident Evil, but that's the only thing you can do, I think, in Resident Evil. You can run. You can't? Oh, yeah, yeah you can run because you, you run into the walls and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, let's see. His, uh, his second question is, Slunks! about it. Actually, that, that it follows through with the winner of, his con- of the contest. Oh, yes, that's right. Um, so the winner, as picked by Supersonic 97, is Neo Nightmare X with Virtual Entertainment Experience. Um, I don't know where you're from, if you're from GameSpot or Giant Bomb or just a regular listener, but um, please contact us um, with your... You know what? Actually... Um, we'll contact you if we have his mailbag entry. Well, I want people to listen to the episode, so they, he needs to have heard this. But, um, ah, let's see. Tactic. Uh, mailbag, okay. I'm seeing if we have if we have his address, we'll let people know that uh, the contest is over and they should listen to the episode. Um, but yeah, Neo Nightmare X, if you're listening right now, um, you are the winner. And Yay! And uh, yay! And we will have um, we will have Slunks get in contact with you about the free copy of Braid. Um, okay, so he does he did give us his email address, so we have it. Okay, good. So we'll put Slunks in contact with you, and you could rewind time with potions that don't run out, and Soldier Boy can't rap. So yeah, yeah. 
Tom Ronda Potion. Tom Ronda Potion. Superman. Blah, 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 blah. I made my career on YouTube. Made my career on YouTube. On YouTube. On YouTube. And that's shit. Anyway, at least it's not making your career on Twitter. But um, oh god, let's not talk about Twitter. Twitter. Anyway, that's it. that's it for the mailbag. Uh, thanks, Supersonic, for the jumping question. Uh, I jumped and I punch. And I jumped and I punch. Any more, uh, any more commentary on this question or on, on video game characters that walk slash run? Let's move on. Moving on. Onto the slunks list news because slunks isn't here. He's making dresses with Pete. Okay, so if you've been listening to the news because they have nothing else to talk about, uh, and I'm talking about like news, news like CNN and shit. Uh, apparently, you could catch a cold from a pig, and it will kill you. It, apparently, it doesn't kill you. It's <clears throat> Just like a regular ass flu, but if you don't really take care of yourself, you can die. But which is like a regular flu that's not from pigs, except for the fact that the the, the piggy flu hasn't taken as many lives as the regular flu has. Yeah, which is why everybody's blowing this shit up, you know, because no one really knows that. Well, I will say this: I think there, besides the whole like sensationalist bullshit that the media wants to portray, it's also the fact that this isn't really flu season. And so they're just kind of saying, all right, well, you know what? Flu is back in the spring when it shouldn't be back, so just watch out. That I I. Them saying, oh, kids are dying from this new strain of, you know, flu, and it's, it's, it's so different, and oh, my God, you've got to be careful. It's going to kill you. Nah, 36,000 people died of flu last year or something like that. So, it's, you know, it's no more dangerous than the regular flu for which you should be inoculated anyways. Inoculate it, IT virus scanning software. We're not advertising for them. Do they still exist? I have no idea. But anyway, swine flu uh, apparently is, can- is causing E3 to be canceled. Just kidding, not canceled. But according to Giant Bum, uh, Brad Shoemaker says that uh, a limited number of executives... Uh, actually, no, he's, he's citing Capcom as saying this in a statement. No, Square Enix, sorry. A limited number of executives slash employees from Square Enix's headquarters in Japan will be attending E3 this year, given the recent worldwide spread of H1N1 flu, also known as Heine. <laughs> Japanese developer and publisher Koei told Kotaku that it is only sending a small number of Japanese after E3. Due to the current nature of and concern over the influenza A, H1N1, as a result, there will be a limited number of the staff from the company's Yokohama Bay. Oh no! There are pigs in America! Well, no, I don't think it has anything to do with the, the, well, I know what you're saying, you're being facetious, but isn't there a outbreak there now, too, in Japan? I don't even know. This is just funny. Because I've been kind of reading it loosely. It's like, you know, Capcom wasn't sending people because they were afraid that they would get it and bring it back. And then um, Koei was scared to send people but 
I think that they were scared to send people because there's they didn't want to actually like take it over there or something like that. I don't really remember, but I think that there's a a, a combination of yeah, there's a <clears throat> an outbreak in Japan, and uh, two, the outbreak kind of came from Mexico and went up into the U.S. and then spread all across the world. I want, Not in that order. I want Will Wright to make Sim Swine Flu. Ah, uh, that's messed up. Or Spore, the Swine Flu Wars. Or, no, a viral version of Spore where you, instead of making animals, you make viri. Mm-hmm. Or something like that. But he left EA, so. No, no, yeah, no, not sort of, kind of, not really, yes, no. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the Japanese don't want swine flu, uh, and apparently we don't want their shit, because stuff is too Japanese. Uh, that was an awesome segue. No, yeah, this you're from Kotaku, your face. Uh, Nintendo thought Starfy was too Japanese, uh, and this is more leading into a topic, less about Starfy and more about this whole like, too Japanese thing, but basically... Um, Starfield was a platformer in Japan, and I think it's had like three or four installments over there that have never made it over here. And then finally, they're like, you know what, we'll bring it to the DS. Mm-hmm. But their whole thing was, uh, and, and they, they quote Hitoshi Amagami as saying that it was too Japanese. No, I'm no. sorry, Nintendo of America said it was too mm-hmm. Japanese. And Al, you found this story um, with the purpose of talking about this whole idea of something being too Japanese. And... Uh, that's kind of interesting because I think it was, I believe it was uh, um, Listen Up from OneUp.com where they were talking about like um, games that, uh, and I, I think a mailbag reader uh, also sent this comment in too, uh, where they're talking about games that were, you know, that could be Americanized, but like they, 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 they were sticking to their roots, sticking to their guns, and that was a good thing because like, not everything needs to be uniformly made into an American thing. And right. some part of the charm of a certain product is its foreign nature. So, like, to, 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 have, to have things like Starfee not make it because it's too Japanese, to me, is... Well, it's a, little, it's a little counterproductive, but at the same time, I can kind of see, all right, they're afraid it won't sell. Right, because that's, they that's think possible. that people aren't going to be interested in it because of its content. Not because it's not a good game. Right. And what are you eating? It sounds delicious. I'm not, I'm not eating anything. It's kind of like you're eating something. Really? But I, no, I don't know. I was just going to say that, like, um, it It kind of, I, I kind of wish they, they, they would think about it in different terms of, you know, well, here is a niche market that wants this product. Therefore, we're going to market it in a certain way such that um, we focus on this market and we don't overexpose it such that we spend too much money on the marketing. Right. But, but, but we let people who are interested in it or who might be interested in it know that it exists. Because su- suppose, I mean, maybe there are some people who, who like this type of stuff, but aren't all that hardcore about gaming to, to be reading blogs and understanding what's coming out? True. So and they, they need a commercial. Huh? And they may need a commercial. Right. Or maybe not even a commercial, but just, you know advertisements and other things like like or or somebody like picks up a manga comp magazine or something whatever the, the point is that they 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 tailor the marketing to the to the to their audience you know as appropriate okay and they mm-hmm. do it smartly and they do it to, to to an audience that would benefit from this knowledge because I'm I'm a big believer in 
excuse me, I'm a big believer in marketing that, you know, benefits as opposed to the type of marketing that like brainwashes you, which I hate. But, um, I know that sounds like an oxymoron, but I just <laughs> for another day, um, like just inform the right people the right way and don't print out a zillion copies, you know, print out enough to that, that you think you, you know, do your research on what you think the market will buy, print out that many copies and let them have it. Or, you know, what, like, like Atlas does that. Yep. It's Atlas. all the time with this stuff. Yeah. Are they successful financially? I don't know. That's a good question. But I would have to think to be, they are. They seem to be doing all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and I'm sure they have their. Ca- I, I'm sure they have a cash cow or two sitting there, so that in in, ev- in the event of them not being successful with their other stuff, at the very least, they have that cash cow to back them up. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, it's it's just a way to not not to be selfish and say that well, we deserve all this because we're fans. But also, they could make money off of this if they if they did it the right way. Um. Mm-hmm. So, and, and and also, it just pays to. You know, too Japanese or too European. There's kind of a cultural thing that makes it, you know, fun to experience. Like Stalker, a lot of things I keep on hearing about Stalker is that it's very European or very Eastern European in in a sense that the way that their game design mentality is is that they don't tell you shit. They're like, all right, this is Stalker. This is like Oblivion with guns. You figure it out. We're not going to give you any namby pamby arrows telling you where to go. If someone talks to you, we're not going to highlight the location name in purple like that Zelda freak does. <laughs> you figure it out. It's like it's it's basically like Oblivion. They Oblivion makes you figure it out. Except yeah, you have a compass that tells you where your goals are. But still, like by and large, you're, you, they just say, "All right, you know what? We're Bethesda, and you're not. So we're going to tell you what to do. And mm-hmm. what to tell you to do is play the game. Just go play it. But 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 where to play it? Play it. But. What do I do? You have a journal, right. you have goals, go find them. And if you don't want to find them, you can hunt. Just do it. Go play it. So it's like, there are different mentalities of the way that you know, people program games. And, and, and I guess this two Japanese thing is more the design as opposed to the, the, I, I, the I should say the aesthetic design. Yeah, yeah. The, I, I would think it's the aesthetic design because it's freaking platformer. I mean... But so many girls have Karopi backpacks. This is perfect. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, but that, I also chimed in with this uh, topic yep. uh, with another article that they had um, about Pokemon and that they were actually going to bring Pokemon to America with muscle-bound characters. Oh, shit. And... Bobo Um, Let's see. Do I still even have... Oh, well, it's in the email that I sent. Let me see. Oh, not that email. email that you sent me... Email that you sent me that Slunks yes. didn't read because he's not on the episode. Slunks is not on the episode. Slunks is not. Um, where is it? Here it is. In a recent interview, this is from um, Kotaku. Uh, in a recent interview, Nintendo President Satoru Wada reveals we were sent a proposal of muscle bound characters to use if we wanted to do well in the U.S. My name Nintendo is. Nintendo didn't sign off on the beefed up pocket monsters. And uh, the then Nintendo honcho Hiroshi Yamochi viewed releasing the cute monsters in the States as a worthy challenge. The fact that these characters were different could be appealing to Western gamers. Yeah, I'd say that. Like, it's a whole exotic thing. Like, it's, this is, and I know that this is veering off the game path, but it kind of speaks to, like, the way people think about things. And it might be offensive. I hope it's not that, like, one of my friends did get offended when he was watching this video. Um... 
one of my other friends was um, making a like a I don't know like a half hour documentary on like on Asians and Asian cultures and and other people's perceptions of Asians. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they 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 got to talking about relationships and like girls and guys and like why sometimes you know um, American guys or girls have this thing for Asian guys or girls and one of the um one of the responses was like you know oh it's kind of like because you know they're, they're kind of exotic you know what I mean mm-hmm. it's the way that the way we appear sorry the way we appear. <laughs> You know, is is vastly well. I mean, we're all vastly different from each other. But I guess they they're trying to say that there's something about the Asian um, aesthetic, and mostly with girls, I would say, uh, because that's what the video spoke on. Uh, I okay. don't think any, I don't think anybody in the video was just like, yeah, I like Asian guys. It was like, yeah, I like Asian girls. <laughs> um, the, the just the, the the biological aesthetic, if, you, if for lack of a better term, is is seems more exotic about that. And then of course that like another girl that was interviewed when. Um, or another girl, another guy, or whatever. They were interviewed. They were Asian for that documentary, and like on camera, he was just like, "Well, I, actually, I kind, I kind of find that offensive. Like that, that means that we're so different from everyone else, and which is why I was kind of disclaiming, like, I hope this isn't offensive. But right. to get to the point, like, because it's so supposedly different, and and not how it's different, but just the fact that it's different and just so unusual is what makes it appealing. Like. What kind of monster looks like a mouse? True. Why do, they all, cute. why do they all have these big eyes and like squeaky voices and like you know, why when they run, how do their legs go all the way up in the air like that? <laughs> <laughs> which is which to me is probably why a lot of people like like manga as well. It's it's different. It's not what I don't want to say it's what not what we're used to because people develop their preferences probably early on in life, but it's not it's. I don't want to say counterculture, but it kind of, you know, it's kind of that type of like, oh, this isn't us. Oh, let's explore. Like, hey, let's go eat sushi because it's so different, you know? Right. Sushi is awesome, so you should eat it. Yeah, it is awesome. I, I eat sushi because it's fucking good. <laughs> Not because it's different, but because it's good. Uh, any, any more on that topic since you're the one who found it and I just completely went off into a tangent? No, nah, no, nah, we're good. Oh! What Nintendo is also talking about... It, I, no segue for this one, except for the Nintendo no. Link. Um, here's another interesting kind of philosophy that I want to talk about that I found. Um, they're saying Nintendo will release new hardware when they have a very interesting idea. This is from Cat Bailey on 1UP, and um, the first two paragraphs basically say it, The first three, actually, the whole article says it all because that's the whole article. <laughs> <coughs> but, um, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> They're saying that Iwata said that um, Nintendo is always researching and working on new hardware so that they can be launched whenever we find a very interesting idea. <clears throat> you may not be able to believe this, but even when Nintendo has completed a hardware, it does not mean that we will surely launch it. New hardware is not needed until the time of software developers see the end in making new software with the existing hardware. On, I, I can't do this anymore. My throat hurts. <laughs> or unless we have no more new market to explore and all the potential consumers have purchased our hardware. Oh, he also actually, I should read this too because he comments on a price cut. He says, I never said that cutting the suggested retail price is not in the cards. Accordingly, if we really do enact a price cut, it must be exactly when it can maximize the business. At least for now, I have no specific ideas about a price cut at all, which makes sense. I mean, yeah, because we're you- still selling like freaking hotcakes, although it's not as great as it was before. 
it's still there. Actually, it sold a, didn't it sell like a million a couple like two months ago? Oh no, I don't mean in numbers. I mean in terms of supply and demand. Oh, I see. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I I wish they would just kind of throw gamers a bone, but I mean, gamers don't buy the system anyway. So, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, onto the I whole like, affect me a bit. Yeah, I already got my way. Interesting idea thing. Like, I I wonder. See, see, here's what I wonder: if they sell Wii's, right, and then eventually Nintendo, uh, Microsoft, and Sony finally figure out the perfect counterattack right. and manage to sell hotcakes, all right, while the Wii is still on shelves. And they and Nintendo does not have an interesting idea. Then what do they you know, what do they do? Do they do they you know do they fold and say, you know what, all right, let's let's regroup and let's put Wii H D out finally. Let's let's beef up the hardware to compete. And let's do what we've been doing, but make it more more powerful to compete with what's coming out. And this is assuming that the next systems from Microsoft and Sony are more powerful and manage to beat Nintendo. It's just an assumption. Mm-hmm. What do they do then? Is it you know? Do they still sit and wait and say you know we're still not going to come in until we innovate? And then once we do, that's what's going to make us money. Because if they if they jump the gun, yeah, they'll make up for it in the short term. But then like it'll be like all right, well we came out with this console, and then one year later, hey shit, we got an idea. Let's mm-hmm. sell it. Damn it! We already came out with a console. All right. Well, now you'll have to buy two, and then people get mad. Of course. So I. Um. Yeah. I don't know. They're probably gonna just sit on it until something really comes up that they can do. Either, you know, I'm guessing that if they are not like prompted to come up with something, as in like due to competition, probably just revamp the Wii or maybe come up with a peripheral. You know. Just like how they came out with the DSi, it, it's like a revamp of the DSi, but the competition didn't really call for it. DS Lite. And, well, DS Lite was just because... No, 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 you said you said the DSi was a revamp of the DSi. I did? <laughs> Great. Completed, completed. So, uh, yeah, we're going to have to get the papers, get the papers. Um, so, yeah, I think that... Nintendo will be able to release their hardware at the proper time. If they're constantly working on hardware, um, they will probably come up with an interesting idea and maybe sit on it. Uh, how long they sit in the Wii? For like, what, six years, ten years, or something like that? Mm, I think they came up with the concept of a motion-based thing as a peripheral for the GameCube. Right. And then they were like, let's turn this into hardware. So I, I can't remember when they were talking about that. I think they, they said something like in the middle, in the late to middle, middle to late era of the GameCube's lifespan. Mm-hmm. So that would probably be maybe two years before we came out or, or one, one year. I don't know. I, I don't remember. But you're right. They did kind of have that idea. And then, let's hold it back. Let's wait. Um, but this also kind of dovetails into something else that Ethan and I were saying about the whole one console future that I don't think that people have been considering. Um, like, he, he, was a, he was the first one to verbalize it correctly that, in a way that I was thinking about, but I couldn't put my finger on it. Basically, mm-hmm. like, this is a medium, or, or at least when you're talking about, like, um, d- devices and innovation and, and technology and all that type of stuff, this is a medium where someone somewhere will come up with a way or come up with a, 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 an innovation that kind of bucks the trend. 
and right. you have a commoditized excuse me when you have a commoditized uh, um, product and everybody just kind of buys into that product um, yeah you reach that point where everything is almost unified and singular but like but like I said someone comes in from the side and says you know what fuck you guys I got this awesome idea and then now it's a two horse race again between formats like I've always been a proponent of yes there should be a single platform so that developers can develop for one platform and they don't have to switch they don't have to to, to switch like you know rendering uh rendering APIs or like get confused with like which is why I kind of think that you know the whole XNA effort on Xbox and the fact that like 360 programming and Windows programming is very close together I, I like that you right know? It, it it makes it easier for developers but oh wait but what are they going to do for the next ten years um. Make make more games, Kasurai, Maybe I don't know. Yeah. Like, what about why not? Yeah. You know. Why but, Why do they have to be evolutionary? Why can't they just be great from the start? Yeah. But um. Yeah. So it's like it's like someone will come in and like like Nintendo saying if they have an interesting idea they're gonna come in and do it. We get we get this one platform future everyone's on board and then they come out with another Wii. Okay. That's kind of what happened already. Everybody was doing the same thing with controllers and trying to get online and everything. And Microsoft did it better than Sony and Nintendo kind of didn't do it at all. Um, past like month one or whenever Fantasy Star Zero, uh, Online came out. Um, mm-hmm. And like everyone was just doing the same old thing. And then Nintendo uh, Nintendo was kind of like, oh shit, well, we we're kind of in trouble. And Microsoft and Sony were like, well, we're just going to come up with more high powered horsepower and stuff. And like, you know, it's going to come closer and closer. And soon it's going to be one horse race, horse race. Then Nintendo comes in and says, you know what? We got to. Re- remote control, and most of you are going to hate it, but we don't care about most of you, and then it's sold like hotcakes. Yep. <clears throat> like, yeah. Different. And then you get, yeah, and then you get the iPod, alright? You've got, you know, hey, it plays music. That, that's all it does. But hey, look, we've got this, you know, scroll wheel and everything, and everyone's like, oh, we should. no, 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 actually, no. The first one I remember seeing is that creative jukebox that looked like a Discman. Yeah, but was just, you know, a solid-state player. And I was like, ooh, I could take, like, you're just telling me that I don't have to burn my MP3s to CDs anymore? I can take five, five gigabytes. I can take five gigabytes of songs with me <laughs> anywhere I go? Holy shit. It's and then everything I own. Yeah, and then all the players came out, like, that looking like a, a disc man with buttons on the top. And then Apple was just like, well, you know what? Our philosophy is make the thing easier to use. And so even though the product inside is the same, they innovated, and they came in the market and said, we're going to do it differently. And then they did it differently, and they had their own proprietary shit with iTunes, which is annoying, but you know, that's how they you know, succeeded. Mm-hmm. And then everyone was like, dude, let's, let's make them all look like, look like little tiny matchboxes, because that's cool. And they followed them, and every MP3 player became similar, and they started doing you know, MP3s, and like, you know, everything else besides Apple was like, okay, we play AUG format as well, we play lossless, whatever. but we play MP3s. And then, oh, we can play video now and stuff like that. And then I, Apple was just like, you know what? We want to make a phone, and we also want to make a, a stepchild version of this phone that only plays MP3s, but it's all going to be touchscreen. And everybody's like, oh, oh, let's make a touchscreen phone now. Let's make a touchscreen MP3 player. Mm-hmm. So it's like every time you think that somebody is starting to converge with everything else, someone's going to come in and innovate. And, that's, and like this kind of sort of speaks to it, which is why I don't, as much as I think it would be great for developers, and I think it should happen at some point somehow, that the one... See, I don't want to say one console future because I know that console is not... I, I think Dennis Dyack might be the only one who's saying console, and I don't even think he means that. I mm-hmm. think he's on singular platform, which I do believe in. <clears throat> Excuse me, but it's never going to be unified because, like, 
even if you have the same um, platform, like let's let's take Windows for example. Uh, not everybody, and this is going to go to the extreme, but let's say not everybody has a gamepad. So who do you develop for, even though everybody has Windows? Right, you got to develop for the lowest common denominator, which read the keyboard. PlayStation, not PlayStation, I'm sorry, Xbox 360. Same platform, but one has a hard drive and the TARD pack doesn't. So who do you program for? How do you program for the lowest common denominator, the one without the hard drive. So even, yeah, and then like either the people with the hard drive are left out in the cold, mm -hmm. developers have to, you know, develop again for the other thing. And so you're always going to have that struggle. So even if you get to a single platform future, somebody's going to come in and either innovate with a device that plugs into whatever the platform is or create their own platform, and developers are just going to have to do it all over again. So it's not really, you know, it, it, the utopia, it's, it, I'm calling it a utopia for a reason because it's kind of unrealistic. Right. Um, and Nintendo will release new hardware when they have a very interesting idea. Thank you. Yes. Hi. <laughs> I, Mags. Are you sure you don't want to say anything? Because I, like, I, like, blew a lot of hot air my, your way. Well, I, I, I don't really have anything to say about one console feature, because, uh, or one platform feature, because, um... I don't, I don't, I don't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. A piece from Wired. Um, this is from Clive Thompson. He normally writes for Wired and New York Times, but he had an editorial that he put out um, on Game Life, and it's it's called "All That Gore Gets in the Way of Gameplay." And the 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 opening question was basically like. Does, does grisly violence make action games more fun? And he was using Wolverine as an example because he was talking about how, like, the game is really, really violent and, like, you know, when you stab people with Wolverine's claws, it makes, like, really, really um, explicit noise. Explicit. Really violent <laughs> sounds and, like, gross, like, uh, decapitations and all that shit and everything. Yeah. You know, having slight... played the demo, I can definitely uh, agree with this. And his question was, does that really make a game more fun? And then he cites some like research done by uh, scientists. Uh, let's see. He says a paper in January's Personality and Social Psychology Bulletin. A group of researchers found that violence might be the least compelling part of our favorite video games. In fact, it sometimes gets in the way of the fun. Um, and one of the experience experience one of the experiments they conducted was they had different sets of people play two versions of mm, no. I they don't specify. They just say. In one experiment, they had people play two versions of Half-Life 2. And so, like, they, they put a mod in Half-Life, I guess, that one was high violence and one was low violence. Um, <clears throat> and the high violence one, like, it was kind of typical. They had guns and shit, and they were, you know, cause, it says here, causing mass death. And then in the low violence version, it was more like a game of tag, so that when you shot your opponents, and they put shot in quotes... So I'm assuming it's maybe like a paintball gun or something. I don't know. But it's right. like when, when the opponent is shot, they floated into the air serenely before they appeared to evaporate. So it completely wasn't violent. So the element of visual violence is gone. Right. The scientists also conducted surveys asking more than 1,000 players to identify what elements of their favorite games gave them the most enjoyment. The results? The amount of violence in a game did not predict how much gamers enjoyed it. When researchers asked players to pick their favorite titles, 
the highly violent games did not enjoy better word of mouth than the less violent ones, nor were they more likely to inspire players to buy a sequel. In fact, for some players rated, for some players rated violent content as weakly negatively related to enjoyment. The more gory the game, the less they liked it. Here's where I have a problem with this. Um, you can okay, you can use research and numbers to say anything. Of course. But it's like, all right, so they're saying that violence did not have an effect on whether or not the game liked it, but to me, violent games, in a sense, just like anything else, just like games that are too Japanese, and I'm actually glad you found that article because this, this is a good... I should have segued into this, but aha, games that are too Japanese or games that are too obtuse for the, for the wussy gamer to figure out, like, like, uh, like Stalker, okay? These are all made for certain audiences. And when you make something for a certain audience it doesn't really matter what someone else thinks. So the game is too violent for these people in that research group. Does that really say anything? Because the person who wants to see all that blood and guts because they get a kick out of it, the same type of person who watches horror movies or, 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 or torture porn or shit like that, just for example, mm-hmm. this is for them. It's, it, to, to, to quote Pinier Cade, it's not for you. you know? Exactly. It's, it's, and I, I like what they have in this... Um, Parentheses, and when they were talking about the more gory the game, the less they liked it. And in parentheses, it has the only exception was a small minority of players who scored high on scales of aggression. <laughs> and it, it just seems so negative and like a, a jab at them. But I mean, I, I guess it's true. I mean, that they may have their pool may have been a whole bunch of like pussies. Come on, you pussies! <laughs> uh, what what is that from? That uh, it's from Metallica concert. Okay. <clears throat> but it's like I am not like I don't I'm not an advocate of real violence okay I don't think violence is necessarily the way to solve a problem I don't you know I'm that type of person but I watch a whole hell of a lot of 24 just because it's it's fun to watch I'm not saying I'm not saying that that, that killing or torturing someone is good but just or, the action uh, shoot very, him and then <laughs> ask him for a hacksaw yeah I'm gonna saw <laughs> but it's just there, you know, there's something cathartic about it. Some people like catharsis, okay? And it's, it, it, there's nothing necessarily wrong with that as long as they're routed, routed, rooted in, you know, grounded in reality. Like, we're kids, we're playing Mortal Kombat. doesn't mean that, you know, I would want to rip your head off. Right. It's just, it's fantasy. It's, it's fun because it's fake, and you can't get it in real life. Or maybe you can, but you shouldn't, and you know that. And the outlet is to be like, hey, let's do this crazy... The same reason why we play Zelda instead of fucking, like, police baton you know <laughs> i mean we uh, although that's changing now with grand theft auto but even grand theft auto is violent you know it's zelda's fantasy grand theft auto is violent you know um, um kirby is fantasy and gears of war is violence you know it, it's it's the same thing it's 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 out there it's not realistic and and, and that's why they're games that are based on fantasy and then there are also games that are based on realism where like you know ethan likes realism so like in swat 4 you can't just duff somebody in the head. You have to shoot them in the kneecap so that they live, so that you can arrest them. And that's cool, too, because some people like that. And that's why when they say, oh, we conducted research that says that oh. violence has no positive or negative impact, well, maybe it doesn't, but it doesn't mean that it gets in the way for those people that do like it. Um, right. And that's why I have a problem with this article. Uh, what about you? Like, like your thoughts on, like, violence in games and, like, I mean, do you find yourself gravitating towards it or just, like, if it's there, you enjoy it, like, like what? Are, just your general. Uh, for me, it's more. Uh, 
I like violence in games as a shock factor, just like how I like violence in movies and violence in uh, TV media, even though that is extremely limited because of the broadcast factor. Right. But um, I, I like the, the shock value, but I don't like looking at things that are um, kind of like one-sided, I suppose. Like, for example, I like seeing a fight in which both parties are equally capable of inflicting the damage to each other. A good boxing match, for example. Like a good boxing match or um, looking at God of War 2 and, you know, having that face every time Kratos, like, does something just out of this world, like, you know, pulling the wings off of a griffin. It just doesn't, you know, it's like, it's not like, oh my God, I can't believe he did that. Right, that's, oh my God, I can't believe he did that, but it's not like Kratos was, you know, walking in, in, in the forest and he just, like, ripped the ears off of a little poor bunny <laughs> rabbit that didn't do anything to anybody. That is just fucked up. So, you know, things like that, like, I, I like to see stuff like that, but it doesn't influence uh, my choice of games. Like, for example, Assassin's Creed. Uh, because I just glanced at it, and it was a very great example. I bought Assassin's Creed because uh, I like the premise, I like the the plot, and I like the uh, ability to explore and, um, you know, some gameplay elements of it. Mm -hmm. But then I I, I just happened to catch somebody running away from me, and I just lunged at them and then killed them with the hidden blade, and it was just fucking awesome. That that was that. I was like, I'm so glad I bought this game. Uh, you know, it's, it's shit like that. And, you know, a lot of times I buy a game because of things, and then I see other things that happen to be violent. Of course, we're on the subject of violent games. I see things that are violent that make me say, wow, this is cool. Mad World is another example. I bought Mad World because it was violent, yes. But I didn't really get to see much of it because I, you know, limited myself on the... I, I, when I buy a game, I don't like to see a lot of content related to it. And at the same time, uh, the stuff that I did see was from earlier on in the game. So now I'm later on in the game, and I'm seeing things, and I'm like, damn, this is a great purchase. You know, that, that was an awesome scene, and this and that. And I, I like to move from that and just talk about something that they talk about in the uh, article. And they say... Um, uh, first off, why was violent content, the spurting blood, the chattering bullets, irrelevant to gamers' enjoyment? Because violence doesn't contribute to much to how well a game plays. And that's the key difference between video games and other media is that a game has interactivity. gameplay, interactivity. By the way, before you go on, I'd like to mm-hmm. give you a point on this, on this article. Um, so if, if it's just my same handle if you guys are reading this article happened to be reading at the same time. I did comment on it, so I, what I'm about to say is going to be the same thing as what I commented. So if you want to shut your ears off, then fine, but Al's talking now, so don't shut your ears off. <laughs> uh, because violence doesn't contribute to much to how well a game plays. What gamers most demand from a game the researchers found is awesome play mechanics. True. Their subjects liked it when a game gave them a sense of autonomy and competence. When it, such as when a game had well-crafted controls, an environment that wasn't frustrating, and nicely balanced combat and puzzles. This squares with what many gamers have told me over the years. 
that the longer you play a Twitch action game, the less you notice the cultural content, the gushing blood, the shrieks of agony. You're too busy focusing on the gameplay. And that really works. Uh, that's something that I feel as well. You know, I can play a game that's all kinds of blood and gore, shit all over the place, blood on the fucking shit camera. All over the place. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> shit all over the place. Um, you know, you be killing people and the blood just splatters on the camera or whatnot, and, and it completely doesn't affect me. I'm I'm, I'm already thinking about the next thing I want to do because uh, I'm into the game. You know, there there was a I don't remember if there was a game. I think when I was first kind of getting exposed to all this violent shit, and I started to get that, you know, oh my god, I can't believe this type of thing. I think it might have been around the Mortal Kombat slash Total Carnage, uh, air era. Mm. You know, the the early nineties, and I was playing games like that and um, uh, Armageddon maybe. Armageddon, I never. That was that was late nineties. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm trying to think of older games that I played that had the the violence, like oh, like Thrill Kill. I I never played it officially, but I did see it in you know when I was in college. That that was '98, right? Um, you know stuff like that, and I was just like kitchen, like Road Rash, where you like beat the shit out of your other racers, right? You mean the original Road Rash? Yeah. Yeah, but that's that was playful vibe, punching and kicking and you know like swinging weapons. That's, that's nothing. I mean, I'm talking about nothing. like yeah. I'm, I, well, that's nothing compared to shit like Thrill Kill, where motherfuckers. I, would, know, I know, but I like back then. A table and lethally inject you and shit. I was just saying back then, it's just like holy, holy shit. We're riding on motorcycles and you're trying to knock this guy off with a lead pipe and kill him, even though yeah, it's, nah. That that's so completely. The children, huh? That was off of my radar. It was just like, oh, I'm gonna get this guy. Like pow, 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 knock him off his bike. Or wait till he swings his weapon and punch at the same time and grab his weapon and he'd be like, Yeah. That was yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, stuff like that was fine, but it it went into the realm of like uh you know, Mortal Kombat ripping people's heads off, time killers slicing people at bits, uh thrill kill doing all sorts of weird fucked up sadomasochistic fucked up shit to other people um and then i kind of got over it i mean it, it it wasn't even that bad like playing doom wasn't that bad quake wasn't bad at all where you'd be giving people and you'd shoot them and the body parts fly over the place that was funny to me but i think it was because of the way it was portrayed it wasn't realistic it was comical you know right. what i mean um so as I grew older and just started playing more and more and more and more and more of these kinds of games, it was more like I'm getting the game because it's a good game, not because it has such and such to it, or I want this game because I'm interested in how it pans out in terms of plot. Mm-hmm. Or I wonder what all the fuss is about this game, like in terms of Manhunt. I got Manhunt, you know, long, long, long time after it came out, only because... I wanted to know what all the hoopla was about. Right. Um, so I, I, I'm really in tune with this part here. And also, well, Wolverine. Wolverine, I played the demo, and I was, I was really surprised at the, just the violence factor, but it didn't deter me from really just playing the game and seeing what the game is like. 
Right. And I think I paid more attention to the fact that there's a button in the game that tells you what to do. Oh. More than the, oh, I just, like, jumped halfway across Oh, you're talking, about, you're talking about, like, the sense of smell button, right? The, the, yeah, the, the, the arrow button? The, yeah, the hypersensitive button. button? Yeah, basically, like, you press it, and it'll tell you where to go, or it'll highlight something that you're supposed to do, or it'll highlight all the places that you can kill people. Mm-hmm. It instantly, like, spikes and razors and all that other shit. Um, but after, like, the first couple of times that I just, like, flew 50 feet and latched onto somebody's face and ripped it off, uh, I, it just didn't bother me anymore. Not bother me, but it didn't affect me. I was like, okay, I'm going to go rip this guy's face off because that's the easiest thing to do. Right. Not because it's the most violent thing. I ripped your face. Uh, so I was just wondering what this paragraph is. He goes, I noticed this with Wolverine. For the first hour, I found the deranged bloodshed both shocking and exciting. Well, that was me for the first five minutes. Uh, it made me feel like I was Logan. Yep, that's, that's, I agree with that. The grunting killing machine character from Marvel Comics X-Men Universe. But as I became more expert, the cultural shell of the game boiled away. <laughs> In a sort of staring into the cascading numbers of the Matrix way, I found myself looking past the visible aspects of the game and savoring the underlying invisible mechanics of play. I mapped out the ways that my lunch could connect together disparate parts of a battlefield. That's what I was just talking about. I experimented with different chained attacks and mused over the weird millisecond latencies of the button combos. I was no longer thinking about or even noticing the blood and guts or the razor-sharp adamantium claws. The game became pure physics and algorithms. Objective speed and collision detection. The gore had become mostly irrelevant. Yeah, it was fluff. Well, it's... it's, uh, I don't know. It's funny because I think we're all that way, but... At the same time, not. Like, me, I, you know, when I'm focusing on the mechanics is when I'm learning it. Once mm-hmm. I learn a game and it becomes second nature to me, then I focus on what's on the screen. And when I'm focusing on what's, what's on the screen, like, I'm not saying that the blood and guts would influence me or affect me, but I would certainly see it and appreciate it. You mm-hmm. know? Like, mm-hmm. I'm playing... It's kind of like the oh shit Kratos moment. Yeah, I'm playing God of War... And, like, I'm five hours into it, and I know how to play it already. So, you know, these, these button combinations are kind of, like, becoming second nature to me. And I'm, and I'm noticing how, like, the blades cut through those dudes and then how they, like, like, spray all over the place and shit. And then, like, red orbs pop out of their heads, you know, because that's what you mm-hmm. collect and level up and shit. But I notice that. So I'm not I'm – not, this is not a criticism. This is just, like, I'm, I feel like I'm different in that uh, – not I'm different, but I think that people are different in that way that I'm sure I'm, sure I'm not the only one to be like that. I think so, – so what I'm saying is I go in reverse. You know, ah, I see. Yeah, I focus like you, you if something learning if, it. If something shocking comes out, of course I'm going to notice that first when I'm still learning it. But the 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 normal violence, I still notice, but I notice less at first because I'm busy trying to learn the game. And then when I learn it, that's when I notice everything else and like I, I take it all in. Mm-hmm. But, um, did you have something more to say about this paragraph? Because uh, I have two things to say about the headline and then the the the, the comment that I left. Uh, I just actually have one thing to say uh, after this one thing. I don't think I have anything else to say about the topic. Okay. But the only game I think that breaks the rule of this is the Mortal Kombat family of games. Mm. Because I think the... I mean, the gameplay has constantly changed over the years, and it has become something that was, you know, interesting to learn, then not so interesting to learn, then interesting to learn, and then not so interesting to learn, and then interesting to learn again. 
but I find myself, and I don't know if I, I find a lot of people that I know, but I don't know if this is a general thing, but I find people playing Mortal Kombat to find out what the fatalities are, and then their interest kind of wanes. Yeah. No, I, I've definitely, I've definitely, I can sense that in a lot of people. Um, yeah. <clears throat> and I find that weird, because that's like, you know, you got a, a, a pretty good to, no, in okay, it's a pretty good game here. And the thing that we can really think about is what put it on the map in the first place, the violence and the gore. Right. And we buy the game so that we can see the violence and gore, and then we just put it aside. But it's like, it's like, why not just watch it on YouTube? <laughs> exactly. And then that's what most people do. Like, you know, uh, we, I, I remember we were doing this with Mortal um, Kombat uh, vs. DC. I think when I went to your house and we were trying to do the fatalities, or not fatalities, the, uh, the, I forget what they call them in DC, in Mortal Kombat vs. DC, but we were having trouble doing some of them, so we kind of looked at them on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, that's that's pretty funny, but we still kept you know, on we still kept on playing because it was actually a pretty good game. Yeah. So you know, I think that like for something like Mortal Kombat three, uh, if if you're not good at the game, which I I'm not that great at it, um, and all the characters are just that different that it's kind of hard to really learn the game. And then uh, is this the case with the Deadly Alliance Deception? You kind of want to see the fatalities on YouTube because the gameplay isn't all there, you know? Right. And then again, the fatalities aren't all that shocking and extravagant. They kind of disappoint at times. It's all like one big mix of like, I want to check out this game because of something, and then that something is not really all that flashy or not what I expected. Yeah. (laughs) Um... Yeah, I, I guess I said it already. Just watch it on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like the the only thing I really wanted to check about Manhunt Two at first was like to see what stupid shit they put in there. So I looked at it on YouTube because they had somebody to hack the PSP version. And then I was like, you know, I like stealth gameplay, so let me buy the game. And then I bought it and it sucked, so I sold the bag. So right. that. Um, but okay, right. So my comment on this blog was, I'll just summarize it and not bother reading it all the way out but basically I was saying like I said the thing about catharsis, people like catharsis and seeing that reaction, but it also like sometimes it does play into the gameplay you, you talk about a game that uh, let, let's say the, uh, someone wants to make a game like Ninja Gaiden or, or God of War and they want to give you so much control that you can dictate when you do a, a, a decapitation right? Mm-hmm. Decapitation is a one hit kill. If you can pull it off you are a more successful player for it Therefore, it is not just violence for violence's sake, but it, it, it factors in to how you strategize. And I, this is kind of gross, I know, and it's like, you know, it's kind of uh, psycho. But yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. think about it. It's like, all right, well, how do we as humans associate, you know, instant death? Well, someone cuts our head off. All right, exactly. so then in this game, it's co- it makes cognitive sense to be like, all right, well, in order to duff this dude in one fell swoop, I gotta cut his head off. Okay, and to cut his head off is this button combination, and here's the timing behind it. Here's when I have to do. Here's when I have to do it in a combo in order to pull it off. Or maybe I want to get more experience points or something, and I get more experience points by by beating up on the enemy longer. And how do I keep him alive without you know letting him get to me? Well, let me cut off his arm so he can't shoot me or swipe at me. And you know, again, it's gross, but 
it, it, there, there are some ways that you can make it just not for violence's sake. And so when they say that violence takes away from the gameplay, and this is a segue into what, what I, why I have a problem with this article, because it does raise a lot of good points that you and I do agree with, but my main problem with it is when he says at the top in the headline, all that gore gets in the way of the gameplay. And it's yeah, like, hmm. counteractive to the actual content of the yeah. story. Or, or, or did, he, did they just put a bad headline on it? I don't know. I mean, the story is basically telling me that get, violence doesn't really, one way or another, affect um, how much you like a game, which I still also dispute because it depends on the audience, and that's wrong. Mm-hmm. You know? But I'll, you know, I'll give him that. But if, 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 this is, if what he's writing in this matter has the goal of implying his headline, all that gore gets in the way of gameplay, again, it's a matter of audience. And you can't just make a blanket statement like that. Matt, mm, unless you change your, uh, your emphasis and say, uh, all that gore gets in the way of gameplay. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, Mad World, disgusting. It's a gross game. I still play it. It's not getting in the way of my gameplay. I mean, I'm trying to think of another game. Um, I can't think of the most violent game I've played in a long time. Okay, well, okay, Mortal Kombat Deadly Alliance. The, the violence didn't get in the way of the gameplay. The gameplay got in the way of the gameplay because it felt really stiff. There mm-hmm. you go. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, I, he, he does raise a lot of great points, but the, the, the end result, like the overall article, like the points that I disagree with are, you know, really easy to disagree with because, you know, he doesn't take into account people that have different preferences for different things. Oh, you know, all that football simulation gets in the way of the fun. <laughs> no, some people love that. That's why it's there. So, I don't know. Anyway. with their faces. <laughs> <laughs> well, all that lawsuit gets in the way of the Duke... What? Sorry, no. 3D Realms... This is no segue, but 3D Realms is still alive, apparently. Um, Giant Bomb says that... Uh, 3D Realms isn't going to completely shut down. The company issued a release today declaring that the company has not closed and is not closing. However, the development team working on Duke Nukem Forever has been let go due to a lack of funding. The company plans to continue to license and co-create games upon the Duke Nukem franchise. Okay, so are you going to license forever out to somebody? What's the deal? Who owns the license? Completely cancel that game. (laughs) Either that or, like, give it to Blizzard. Blizzard will, like, take 18 years to make that game, and then it'll sell 99 million copies. Well, yeah, Gershman says in his last paragraph, so publisher developer lawsuits aside, the, quote, continue to license and co-create, end quote, Duke Nukem games, Duke Nukem games, sounds like the sort of thing that could eventually lead to the release of Forever. But more likely has to do with stuff like Duke Nukem Trilogy, which is an upcoming set of games for the DS and PSP being published. Oh, Duke Nukem Trilogy. I wonder... Um, one, two, and 3D. I wonder if this is like the um, the going back to the old 2D Duke Nukems. I really like Duke Nukem. Yeah, one and two were the 2D games, and three was the 3D game. Right, but I'm saying is this trilogy that trilogy of games, or is it like new games because it has these weird subtitles? I'm um, Critical Mass, Proving Grounds, Chain Reaction. You know, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at it now. Who the fuck knows? Where is it? Where? Mm-hmm. That, that's all I remember from like that. <laughs> I remember that now. You're strapped in the thing and you're looking for the buttons. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? 
Um, let's see. Here's another one from Giant Bomb to close it out. Um, oh no, not to close it out. You have some more uh, uh, rate berry stuff, but this is the last one. I'll oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Warner wants to buy Midway. Well, some of it, and then they show a picture of Johnny Cage ripping up Shang Tsung in half, and the top half of Shang Tsung represents Midway, uh, Midway, Chicago, and Seattle, and the bottom half represents San Diego and Newcastle. Um, <laughs> Midway issued a release this morning informed the world that Warner Brothers Entertainment has placed a bid of $33 million for many of the ch- company's troubled assets. Many of the troubled company's assets, sorry. This bid is filed with the bankruptcy court handling it. Didn't somebody else buy Midway for like $100,000? Um, I think he bought a part of it oh, okay. for like a penny or something like that. And inherited their debt. I don't remember. Um, yeah, yeah, that, that's a whole big thing. It's like, you, you, you can have our company for $100,000, but everything is now on you. Um, that $33 million would purchase Midway's Chicago studio, which is Mortal Kombat, the Seattle studio, which is, this is Vegas, what? And the Suffering. Mm-hmm. And control of the company's U.S. assets, which sounds like it includes the company's vast back catalog of arcade games and other intellectual property. Williams! <laughs> it does not, however, include rights to make games based on the TNA franchise or the San Diego studio that's been working on TNA Impact 2 with a lowercase i, which looks retarded. It also doesn't include Midway's Newcastle branch, which most recently shipped The Wheelman. If this ends Featuring up... Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel. I live my life quarter mile at a time. Where is it? If this ends... <laughs> if this ends Mortal Kombat Mythology Sub-Zero getting made into a blockbuster motion picture under Warner Brothers, then I suppose I'm all for it. Um, yeah, so I guess they... they it's a self-explanatory. They don't want all of Midway. They just want to save the Some things that they think will make them money. Yep. What do you think? Warner Brothers and Mortal Kombat. I'm trying to think. I don't know much about how Warner Brothers deals with its games, but does that mean that... Like, what happens? Does Ed Boon sign on with Warner Brothers? Does he leave? Because Ed Boon is Mortal Kombat. Yeah. At this point, he, he is... Mortal Kombat used to be him and John Tobias, but John Tobias left. Tao Feng, list of the ass. I mean, yeah. Um, That's really nasty. If Ed Boon leaves Midway and goes and makes a new Halo game, that Halo game is Mortal Kombat. Yep. Halo Kombat. No, it's just Mortal Kombat. Like, it's like one of those things where, like, the locals know what the real name of the bar is. It's Mortal Kombat. Oh, okay, okay. It's a secret. Um... Self-explanatory. Talk about Rayplay. Um, sure. Thanks for putting me on the spot like that. Because, uh, <laughs> well, were you done with this one? I'm sorry. No, I didn't have the, uh, the articles ready. Oh. We'll get um, yeah, so from like a couple of weeks ago, yeah. uh, Rayplay, the uh, Japanese game <gasps> about raping a family of three women. Uh, or family should I say, uh, Yeah, it's a mother and her two daughters. Oh, that's gross. I thought it was not, not, not that. It, it is gross. You know why? Because one of the, the daughters is like nine years old. Oh, God. It's really gross. It's not really fucked it up. Gross before I figured that out, but still, this is even worse. Yeah, it, it's really completely screwed up. But anyway, um, the, it's been making a wave, a quote unquote, in Japanese press, according to an article on Kotaku by Brian Ashcraft. Um, I'm just going to read the article because it's fun like that. It's fun. Uh, <clears throat> Now, mind you, uh, earlier on, 
there were like Congress people or something like that in in America complaining about Rayplay, and they stopped distributing the game in America, although the game has been legally released in Japan. Uh, they were complaining about the game being out in Japan. So uh, let's see. The Japanese language Rave Simulator has already been dropped by Amazon, of course, and as well as no longer imported by other sellers, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, things have snowballed for the Japanese title, and uh, New York-based no. Equality Now kicked off a campaign this week against Rape Simulator Games and the normalization of sexual violence in Japan. Like, we have anything to do with what the Japanese do, but let's not go there. Uh, activists are urged to protest the game's maker, Illusion, and the Prime Minister of Japan. Oh. According to the company spokesperson, Makoto Nakaota, Nakaoka, we are simply bewildered by the move. <laughs> we make the games for the domestic market and abide by laws here. Oh. We cannot possibly comment on, uh, parentheses, the campaign, because we don't sell them overseas. Uh, Japan's NHK, Fuji TV, and Yomiuri have all been covering the story about a PC game released domestically in 2006. Illusion has yanked the game from its website, and retailer Softmap states that the game is out of production. Whether you find this game, whether or not you find this game offensive, let's get this all straight. Japanese company illegally released this game in 2006. This year, people in America discover the game and get upset. Company catches heat for legally releasing a game, stops producing it, and deletes information about said game from its website. <sighs> the kicker, Rayplay isn't even indicative of the vast majority of Japanese erotic games. Well, it isn't, because most Japanese erotic games are like, you know, uh, dating schoolgirls or the tentacle stuff, all that fantasy crap, but it's not like... Oh, gross! Yeah, but it's not as bad it's as... like the tentacle stuff! <laughs> Well, uh, it's just because that stuff is like old news to me, so I really don't care. Oh. But the the whole rape play thing is just like, wow, that's really fucked up. Yeah. So uh, this week, the there's another article by Brian because you know, he lives in Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, Japanese politicians contend adult games cause sex crimes. So now they're saying that rape play has inspired people to actually go out and rape women. Uh, the article states, the recent Western crackdown on the legally released three years ago game, Rayplay, has inspired Japanese politicians to swoop onto the bandwagon. Surprised? No. The new Komeito party is fingering... (laughs) (laughs) Fingering. (laughs) Yeah, erotic games as a negative, (laughs) negative influence on the rate of Japanese sex crimes. As website Sankaku Complex points out, Jap- Japan has an extremely low sex crime rate. And then they have crime rates. Uh, UN crime, crime rate, yeah, UN rape rates per 100,000. Canada has 78.08. Australia has 77.79. USA is 32.05. Sweden, 24.47. UK, 16.23. France, 14.36. South Korea, 12.98, Germany, 9.12, Russia, 4.78, Taiwan, 4.08, and Japan as 1.78 parts per 100,000. Yay, Taiwan? Uh, 4.08. No, I said yay, Taiwan. Oh, yay, Taiwan. (laughs) Second to last. (laughs) Uh, The Komito Party is quoted as stating, there is a very good chance that the influence of violent sex games far exceeds that of regular pornography. But there's no basis for these claims. 
this is funny. I mean, I don't understand. Okay, Japan is like, you know, I, I don't know if it's the home of, but the, these erotic games really are a, a subculture in Japan. I would say. But so. they have the lowest rape rates. <laughs> I, I would have to believe that it could possibly, you know, if someone did a study, you know, because studies are the norm these days, that a study could probably figure that uh, erotic games are related to the low rape rate because they are playing the games and not going out and raping women. <laughs> or the women just not reporting it because they're... I don't know about that. I mean... Not into that. Yeah, uh, it's possible. But I, I just think that um, these cats like to play these games. and These you know, cats play the game. Cats and like, is what? Huh? Yeah, and oh. take care of themselves. Oh. So they're all right. Take care of themselves. I don't know. Uh, see, it's funny. There was a comment that I saw on the blog when I was reading that was just like, just because it's a video game, that doesn't mean we need to defend it. <laughs> that's not true. Like, I, I mean... No, no, no. Actually, no, no, no. Granted, it, like the, the defense is is for the principle of like, like no, this came out in Japan years ago. It's no longer an issue. Don't bring it up now. Don't try to tell another country what to do. Mm-hmm. So, on principle, I agree with that. But this is a heinous product. <laughs> it is. It's, it's just like uh, it's just sad that you know this is out there, and you know it's that it. I mean, it has a per- it has a right to be out there, but this is gross. Yeah, and uh, I had the misfortune of actually like reading the entire synopsis of how the game works. Shit, and it's 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 just so bad that it should not have ever been made into a video game and released legally. Oh. I, I mean, if they made this into a movie, it would be glorifying. It, I mean, essentially, it is. It's, it's glorifying rape. It's like saying you can do it too. Yeah, I'm saying. Like, Oh God! This game can't be existed. Uh, it's like it, it, it's like racist music that gets you know distributed. True, and and just and then it gets blown out. Like everybody knows about it. I don't know. Oh God! Rape lay. One implies another. Rape uh, play. Rape play. God. That's that's technically what the uh the the play of words is. It's rape play. Oh God. I thought it was rape. You rape someone, you're getting laid, and that's a, that was like an unclassy way of saying it. Yeah, know. nah, nah. It's it's the way it's um kind of like spelled. It's supposed to have the the p is the center, so uh you have two words: rape and play. <laughs> well, I'm trying to remember where Gersman put it on his top ten lists. Uh, oh, and it was like all, all ten. Or something like that. Oh no, no, no! It was the number one, but it was completely unrelated to. It was related, but it was completely unrelated to the top ten list. I forget what that list was. Was it on April first? Uh, yes, it was on April first. Um, I'm gonna go look it up on Giant Bum. Um, let's see, blog, forum, news, news. Just top ten list of games that could be that would be better if they said party on the end. <laughs> Party <laughs> and Ray Play was number one, and it was number one. <laughs> so he had Dante's Inferno Party, Infamous Party, Dragon Age Origins Party, Punch Out Party, Left for Dead Party, Two Human Party, Hot Dog Storm Party, Doom Party, Mario Party Eight Party, <laughs> and then Ray Play Party. 
No, wait. I thought he just put Ray Play. No, no, no. It would be Ray Play Party if you put the word party at the end of it. Oh, okay. So the ones you read before didn't actually have party at the end. No, yeah, it was just it was just rape. it was like Mario Party Eight, but then. Oh, okay. So I thought what made it funny was that uh, Ray Play was the only one on the list that actually didn't have party at the end oh, of it. No, no, no. Was, <laughs> and then like <laughs> the Mario Eight Party part, uh, the Mario Party Eight Party screenshot. It's mm-hmm. a screenshot of the of the kart racing mini game split screen, split screen. Oh, so there. Four instances of four instances of split screen. Excellent. I'll give you the link. You can enlarge the picture. Um, but then he also has um, Jeff's top ten game names written in a blatantly keyword friendly way to bring in more search traffic. Now oh, these are all these are all fictional. These are all fictional names. Grand Theft Auto Four, GTA Four, Nico, Nico, Bellic Gun, Crime, Shoot, Meth, Sex, Hot Coffee. Call of Duty, Modern Warfare 2, Call of Duty 6, IW4, Gun Shoot, Sex Cheats Code, Noah Heller. What? Because <laughs> it'll bring in search traffic. Age of, of, Booty, Age of Booty, Rum Party, Gersman, Capcom, Pirate, Torrents. <laughs> Free Tuggle downloads. Yeah, that that that's in and of itself. XXX, Killzone 2, 2, I, uh, II, Shooter, Gun, Sex Party. Mass Effect 2, Sex with Blue Ladies, Three-Way Fox News, Doctors. <laughs> doctors? <laughs> Britney Spears Naked, Shaved, Persona 4, Endurance Run, Rapid Share. Shaved. <laughs> Unlock Akuma, Street Fighter 4, 4, 4, ROM Downloads. Yeah, and 4, 4, 4, the number 4, the Roman numeral 4, and the, the word 4. Mm-hmm. Number 2 is Zombie Left for Dead, Left for Head, Porn, Sex, Shotgun, Hockey Powder. <laughs> that seemed like a tr- stream of consciousness. The hockey powder is in reference to a podcast where they where they got mailed candy from um no, they didn't get mailed they got they got brought candy from uh Sweden because they had the Grin developers over and the Grin uh. developers brought for Swedish candy. And the number one, bear in mind like all these search terms on these game names like Grand Theft Auto 4, GTA 4, Nico Nico, Bellic Gun, Crime Shoot, Meth Sex, Hot Coffee. What's for Grand Theft Auto 4? Here's the one for Rayplay. Rayplay. Yep. <laughs> so what are you thinking of? It's just that unique that all you have to do is just type in Rayplay and you'll pick it up. Rayplay. Um, I think that was the one that was funny that like everything else had a whole bunch of shit and it's like Rayplay. Uh, I guess he's something here. Uh, okay. Um, okay. Somebody, cause, because Giant Bomb, when you, when you look at a game page, it also links you to any forum posts or blog posts that other people make. Okay. So there's this lies has a screenshot of the most popular game forums pop-up window that comes up on, on Giant Bomb. And there's 50 Cent Blood in the Sand, Fallout 3, Left 4 Dead, Grand Theft Auto 4, Warhammer 40,000, Fable 2, Mafia Live, Resident oh, Evil good. 5, Street Fighter 4, Killzone 2, Resort Bowen, Prince of Persia, Fear 2, Call of Duty, World at War, Far Cry 2, Persona 4, Nobi Nobi Boy, Gears of War 2, Call of Duty, Modern Warfare, Super Street Fighter 2, Turbo HD, Dante's Inferno, Dead Space, Braid, Rayplay. But why is Rayplay and I, I Rayplay was actually in the middle of the list. I just saved it for last. Why is it in the most popular forums? Well, you know what they say. There ain't no such thing as bad publicity. It's true. It, okay, and somebody tried to update the wiki page, and the introduction is spelled I N S T R O duction introduction. Excellent. I think they were just so floored by the concept that they couldn't spell it. Rayplay is a 3D rape simulator by Illusionsoft. Makers of the Artificial Girl series. Great. What? 
the player takes the role of a rapist who stalks a mother of two named Yuko Kiryu for a while and eventually rapes her. Once he is, quote, done, end quote, with the mother, the rapist gets his hands on the two daughters, Aoi and Manaka. Story, you are a convicted rapist who gets out of jail and then decides to follow and eventually rape the Kiryu family. No further info. All right, here, here's the further info. You, uh... Did you look at the screenshot of Mario Party 8 Party? Yes, I did. Okay. It, it's really fucked up. It's like 16 screens. <laughs> uh, yeah, just for anyone who doesn't know, it, it, it's funny because of how it pans out. This is a very quick synopsis of the plot. Uh, man finds woman. Man follows woman. Man rapes woman. Man then rapes her two daughters, which are both underage. One is severely underage. Uh, man in, gets involved in possible pregnancies and has to... Oh, my God. Yeah, and, and has to influence women to have abortions. It, that's how like low this game gets. Uh, man gets killed by one of these women. That's how the game ends. Oh. So basically it's like, you know, rape doesn't pay, but rape plays. Oh, God, that's terrible! <laughs> it is terrible. Like, basically, I think, and I forget how, I think she, he gets shot. But um, one of the three women, like, if you let them have the baby, they'll kill you. And then if you just, this is like a free play moment where you just get to, oh, really? you know, go go between them as much as you want. But then once that's done, you get killed. Fuck. Who comes up with this? Japanese. Illusion. Illusion. <laughs> Artificial girl series. And they're probably like, it's no different than the tentacle sex, the demon sex. The demon sex? That's where that the tentacle sounds, stuff comes from. That sounds just as well. Like, uh, what is, is that? It, is it like rape, though? No, well, it. Uh, <laughs> Let's not talk about this. I don't, uh, yeah. I, I, no, 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 no. It's like, it's like. I don't, you know, know, I don't want people to think that you actually watch this shit. No, I'm not. No, I don't watch this shit. It's just that I, I just know about this stuff because of people. I've had a very, you know, vivid life. I know about a lot of shit. <laughs> I've had a very vivid life. I've seen yeah. pencil sex. And it, it's 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 kind of like if you were to relate it to something that's normal, you relate it to a hero because all of this stuff is usually like hero stories. Yeah. And uh, the, these hentai things involve female heroes and male villains who basically, you know, they fight each other through sex, which is the stupidest concept in the world. Yes, it's stupid. And you know how in regular movies, the villain will be beating up the, bat, the, the good guy, and then the good guy turns it around and then wins? It, it, it's it's I'm not, like I, that. I, except I'm just not liking where this is going, but go ahead. I'm not going into it. I'm just saying it's okay. like that. But this, it's really weird. Really weird. Uh, really weird. I'm so glad I don't don't understand this concept because I think yeah. if I I would I would cry. I mean what maybe, kind of and maybe run to the moon. <laughs> what kind of superhero or superheroine I should say, because I'm not talking about heroes that are guys. Um what kind of superheroine has a special power of sex? 
Well, what kind of silliness is that? And then imagine how to play a video game. See, now, mind you, they don't have video games like this. All the video games like you're, you play as a guy, and your goal is to land a whole bunch of women. Because uh, I think it would be weird for a whole bunch of guys to be playing a video game and they're playing as a girl, and like half, half of the game is getting beat up by bad guys <laughs> and then turning um, it around and winning at the end. How do you win? Do, do, does it, like, bite it off? I mean, I think that would work. Right? It, I, I don't, violence gets in the way of all that gameplay. Tell you the truth, I don't okay, really so remember. I think it's, like, some really sappy, like, power of love shit, and then they, like, disintegrate. I really don't remember. Because, honestly, it's oh, all it's just a ploy. Now. Huh? It's the Matrix now. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's honestly all just a ploy to show you, like, however many minutes of porn... And then they're like, okay, we're finished with that, so now let's just uh, come up with a way that this superhero woman wins, which is completely... I, I don't even think it's sex-related. See, Slunks, I'm doing this all for you, Slunks, okay? Yeah. All for you and your scissoring. Right. What? And Rosie. <laughs> Rosie. Oh. So I, I guess we should wrap this up. Yes, please. Let's, let's wrap this up. Yeah. What, a, what, a, what a way to end this podcast. How uh... about... Rick Blaine, Hentai, and Amy Oh, Okay. So again, Neo Nightmare X wins with the um, with the with the free copy of Braid. His entry was Virtual Entertainment Experience. See now, Supersonic, you have a new thing to say. Instead of video games, you can just say V, V E E, or Vex, V E X, or Virtual Entertainment Experience, and you can be pretentious and you can be a hipster and like wear emo glasses and cut yourself and emo what? And cut yourself. I don't know. I was just naming yeah. things that glasses. random people hate. When you're sad. <laughs> wear glasses. I said wear, yeah, wear glasses sometimes when you're sad. <laughs> then break uh, yourself with. Don't forget to email us your um, rendition of. Uh, putting lyrics to a famous video game song. Uh, you can't do Mario Brothers because that's way fucking easy and everyone's probably going to want to do it. So pick another song, preferably like not entirely popular but just recognizable enough and put your own weird lyrics to it. Kind of like what, what, what Al's going to do now with Magnet Man. Go! Um, what? Damn it. Sorry. Sorry. Poor. Okay. Uh, you can send that as an MP3 file. Um, or if you want to like link it to a send space or something, like email us the link and we'll download it um, uh, on the day that we record the podcast and we'll listen to it. Um, it's fine to email us uh, if it gets. Just make sure it's not too big. Um, uh, five megabytes, ten megabytes. Uh, don't, don't make it that, uh, that much bigger than that. Um, mm-hmm. Mailbag at trygames.net. M A I L B A G or M A L E B A G, whichever you prefer. Uh, it'll hit us. And oh, 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 wait. I forgot to read one mailbag question two weeks ago or one week ago or something from uh, Tonic BH. Let me um, let me see. Okay. Sorry about that, Tonic, but here I am redeeming yourself. Here. Okay. So, actually, he has a question, too. Hello, TriGames. I'm currently listening to episode 129. This was sent on the, the 4th of May. And you guys okay. are a to being download only. It brings up an interesting point. Are download only going to be the future? I personally say no because I like my hard copies of games. I, we've had the discussion a couple of times. I don't think it's going anywhere anytime soon, but eventually it might have to, just to, just based on how the market goes. So I don't know. True. We've answered that before. 
Um, but I guess we can dedicate a little bit more time to just re rehashing that answer next week. Um, mm -hmm. Really, I think it's kind of boneheaded for Sony Computer Entertainment of America to do that. I believe in Europe and Japan, they're in UMB form. I personally think that a dual release like Warhawk or SOCOM Confrontation would have been nice, because Warhawk did both, and so did SOCOM, uh -huh. with a bonus incentive for retail purchasers. Those two PSV games, for example, bundle a Bluetooth headset to justify the $60 price tag. For Patapon 2, maybe they could have thrown in an extra weapon or a mission or something. Not like I would have bought it anyway. I got sick of the first one and never finished it. <laughs> uh, and the correction has also how the PC PlayStation store still exists. They just merged the store into the PSP Media Manager dealie, Bob. I think he, there was a comment that episode about like the PC PlayStation store no longer existing. Or something. Yeah, I, thought it, I remember going there and they were like, uh, we're not doing this anymore, so make sure you update your PSP. But maybe it's different. I guess what I, I th and I don't know what the P PSP Media Manager is, but I'm assuming it's kind of like the P the iTunes for PSP. So I'm assuming from that hub you have access to the store on your PC. Uh, now, store dot PlayStation, not PlayStation. PlayStation. Uh, okay, PlayStation Store, North America. Look at that. Um. Transferring data from us.playstation.com slash psn slash media manager. Oh, you have to download a media manager. Yeah, that's what I was saying. It's like the, it's like the iTunes for the PSP. Yeah, okay. So, like, you know, on iTunes, you can buy stuff directly from the store. It's not a web browser, but it's a store. And then I guess, like, this is the same thing. Right. Or something. I don't know. Uh, okay. uh, yeah. Thank you, Tonic Buha, for that. Um, and sorry for the delay. Anyway. Uh, that's it. Al, say hi and where your music. Hi, is. my music can be found. Uh, I don't know. Uh, 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 uh I'm not allowed to talk about that right now. X. Um. Uh, I don't know. Shit. XLM2K.blogspot.com. I guess I'll update it with some shit that I was doing yesterday, but none of the shit I did yesterday was really good. So, um, who knows? And. Uh, I'm going to be putting my videos on Facebook, but if you're not a friend of mine, then you can't see it. So, ha! Be a friend of mine. We ain't no friend of mine. So, that's Al. Uh-huh. Yep, that's Al. And that's Austin. Hi! And then I'm... Hard slugs. And he's gone. Where is he? He has WOG on his profile, on his Skype profile, but he is not listed as a way. Let's bother him. Who wants us to bother him? Nobody? I take that stop. Nobody. Nobody. All right. Well, then we're out for Al. Bye, y'all. For me. Bye, y'all. Me have been your hosts for TryGames.net podcast, and we're out. Yeah, afterward, though. Ray Bray. Rape Ray. Rape Ray attack. Rape Ray. Rape Ray. Here's my Sunday best. Rape Ray. Oh. Iron Man wins. Now rape her. That's wrong. I, I, I'm sorry. That's wrong. That is wrong. People, shut up. Don't 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 agree with me on that one. That's pretty wrong. Man. It's wrong. Pretty wrong. It's wrong.